You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. I'm a cowboy, baby, and I want it dead or alive. Still, I am the heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, stay show, the anti-hero, the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R, and I'm joined by my tag team partner. He's the analysis of the yelp. Oh, see, he's a man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a rating. Look at this guy. He goes to Texas once, comes back a full-blown cowboy. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Look Jeez. at that. Look at J- that. No, JBL. 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 No HBK? No. HB Shizzle? Come on, man. He was, he was half a cowboy. <laughs> JBL. <laughs> That's the first cowboy that comes to Leo's mind. I know. Out of all, not even the cowboy James Storm. Can I get James Storm? Okay, James Storm. James Storm. Okay, James Storm. Come on, Leo. Really, bro? No. MMJ. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> Ryan, welcome back, bro. You got you got some color. You too. Yeah, you got yeah. some color, Ryan. You got some color going on. I did. Thank God, man. I needed some color. I'm, I was white as a ghost. But yeah, I'm uh, got some. Caught some rays uh, down in Mexico, which was awesome. It was a nice little weekend getaway. Went there for a wedding. Um, let me tell you, they couldn't have picked a worse weekend. It was Royal Rumble weekend. But, hey, nonetheless, it was a great trip. I had a great time. I came back and watched the Rumble. Uh, but how are you doing? I cannot wait to hear about all your experiences. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody was following along at Lucha Outsiders on Instagram. If you're not, I don't know what the hell you're doing. I even tweeted it out, you know, Thursday, Friday, whenever you got there. I was like, listen. Follow us on Instagram because Mario is there and he's going to have some content. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody listens. So Listen, when you talk about straight shooters on Twitter, Ryan's your guy, okay? And if you're not listening to him on Twitter, then you get one of these instantly. Congratulations. You played yourself. Leo, how are you doing before you get up? I was about to go take my son. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Enjoy the rumble. A lot of good stuff. And I can't wait to hear what you guys are take on it. And what's up to everybody in the chat and everybody is listening to us on uh, the podcast version. Okay. There you go. That was, that was nice. Yeah. Quick and nice. Easy, sweet. Right? Quick and to the point. All right. Before I get started, give me a second, guys, because it's hashtag rebel time. Yeah, so I came back a full-blown cowboy. If you can't, if you're watching us live on Facebook, you see this cowboy hat. So let me let, let's get to that point. We'll get we'll get to that's the such cowboy, cowboy hat. hat too. Let me just say that's oh, a thank, fresh listen. cowboy hat. Oh man, I love this cowboy hat. It's great. Uh, have you have you taken it off since you've gotten back? No, I have taken it off. Okay, I have taken it off. I, <laughs> okay, I did. 
I did wear it on the flight back home, all right? But I did take it off. This is my first time wearing it again. I think this is going to be more of a summer thing for me. You know, like mm-hmm. when I'm out like in Atlantic City for like GC Dub or something, you know, just throw like a nice little, you know, like nice little gimmick shirt with like the cowboy hat and make sure it fits the outfit, you know? So let me say, does it have the thing, the strap thing? No, like no the... strap. No strap. Okay, yeah. See, I like that. I like that. No so strap. I bought the, it, last year in Dallas for Mania, they were selling the, the cowboy hats with the WrestleMania logos on it. So, of course, I'm a freaking sucker. I bought that shit. Of course. You're and, a big uh, merch guy. Big merch guy. It's got the strap with like the little ball thing where you can like, you know, right, adjust right. it and tighten it. And like, I don't know, like, it's cool because like, I feel like it won't fall off my head. But it just looks ridiculous. So, what, like, what? I always wear it, like, in, the, right. in there. Like so, the like, strap. without it, I don't need the freaking thing dangling. When I think head. of the little strap gimmick attached to, like, the cowboy hats, I instantly mm-hmm. think of, like, Kurt Angle wearing this small little cowboy saying, yippee ki <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ryan. Let's uh, – so what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, I don't really think there's much to talk about this feat, to be honest, you know. I don't I don't think anything crazy went on. So, uh, I don't know. I guess we should start with uh, – some Impact Wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> Damn, we have to take a dig at Impact Wrestling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if I don't get in my, my weekly shot at Impact, I mean, you know, I, I don't feel good. It's, it's it's my way to start off the week on the on the right foot, so. <laughs> Pretty soon it's going to be the man that killed Impact Wrestling. That's going to be the new Oh, no, no, no. The, the Impact's going to live forever at this <laughs> point. I'm convinced. <laughs> like, it's never going away. It's like an never. STD. Never. They're, they're hard to it's kill. Like, it's it's it. like an STD. It's never going away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Let's Not uh, even Plan B can, uh, you know. <laughs> Not nothing nothing all right let's um so i i attended san antonio i went to the royal rumble and did you yeah yeah great time great time (laughs) fantastic time but let's um let's start from the beginning okay let's start from the beginning so um thursday morning i arrived to newark airport and i'm i have ocd when it comes to travel and for whatever reason i just the night before, I just ended up having anxiety. I don't even know why. I just had like yeah. acid well, reflux. You know, was like delays my... or cancellations, God right. forbid. You know? So I had my acid reflex was acting up. I had a pop of Tums. Like it's just for no me. reason. Yeah. yeah, it's just I'm getting old, bro. I'm getting old. This is what happens. I'm getting old. Um, I might not look it, but I'm getting old. But I get to Newark Airport, check in, TSA, everything's good, blah, blah, blah. I'm also the type of guy that I'm a duffel bad guy i don't bring luggage with me unless it's like i'm gonna be there for a significant amount of days right mm-hmm. for example i got to i gotta go to cancun for a wedding in july guess what mm-hmm. i can't fit all the gimmicks in the duffel bag i'm gonna have to bring luggage which I, I i'm gonna hate doing but i have to you know i have to so so do you check the you say so you bring the you bring it as a carry-on on the plane right yep. you don't check it yeah don't yeah. check it carry on on the plane mm-hmm. um so get to the airport tsa's good i'm there waiting about a, I got about an hour and some change to kill. So what do I do? It's six nine in the morning. Why not? Let me go to the bar. Let me see if I can get me a nice little cocktail. You know, to Jeez, six a.m. Yeah, huh? six a.m. Right? Get me a nice little Moscow Mule. You know, I'm just chilling, minding my own business. Out comes Dave Lagreca from Busted Open. We have a conversation. Okay? He goes like, "Hey man, he's wearing a Cowboys jersey. No, I was not wearing wrestling merch. I was actually wearing a Hellfire Club from Stranger Things. Just look like an average dude. I probably look more like a wrestler than an actual wrestling fan. Okay?" <laughs> Even if you had wrestling merch on, you probably still blend in and look like a wrestler. So 
I'm having a conversation with Dave LaGreca. We talk a little bit about everything, all right? We're talking about the Rumble, and then we were talking about some of the the, the Jay Briscoe tributes that's been going on in recent weeks. So a little bit about everything, right? We ended up talking about football. You know, hey, it's okay, wrestling fans. You don't always have to talk about wrestling. You could actually talk about other things. It's totally fine with that. Nobody's going to pull your wrestling fan card. So <laughs> we're talking about football. And keep, keep in mind, Dave LaGreca's wearing a Cowboys jersey. So he, he's just in pain, right? Yeah, right, right. So out comes, he introduced me to his boss um, that works with him in Series XM. I can't think of the gentleman's name right now, but he was a great guy. I have a conversation with him, and we were talking about radio, uh, a little bit about everything, okay? So while we're, you know, just talking, normal conversation, out comes Ariel Holani. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? This is the most important journalist in combat sports, right? And let me tell you something. When you see this guy in person, he comes off way differently than when he does in interviews or whatever. Depending on what side you're on, and I hate to put it that way, but some people think like, oh, Eric Halani's like, a great journalist. Other people are like, oh, you know, he he has an agenda. I don't look at him as having an agenda. I actually enjoy his work. Yeah. So me too. he he comes he comes and he goes like he goes like, hey man, Ariel. I'm like, how's it going, Mario? And in my mind, I'm like, dude, I know who the fuck you are, bro. You're like the most important journalist in combat sports today. I know who you are, bro. But obviously, I didn't tell him that. And now him and Dave are having a conversation. So it's like it's like this one big circle jerk. It's me, Dave LaGreca, his boss, and Ariel Halani. Now, which one of these four characters does not belong there? Yeah, right, right. You're just like blending in. Like you just like I'm just blending in, but um Ariel was a cool So Ariel dude. and Dave know each other? Yes, they know each other. So I mean, I guess they know each other. I right. know they're like they, you know, friendly enough listen, to like hang out, when, you know, at the bar. Get, listen, together. when you're at the end of the day, when you're part of this media bubble right yeah everybody you, knows everybody everybody right? knows everyone but uh yeah. dave look Le- I, I don't think i'll be too wrong at saying this this might be documented i'm not sure but dave lagreca was telling me after because then ariel i ended up going somewhere i forgot but he was mentioning to me and um his boss how ariel at one point was supposed to get a job in serious x-men this is like years ago and yeah, apparently yeah. Something fell through, or or the money wasn't right, and like Sirius XM was just like not willing to like pay him more, and now he's like the biggest journalist in combat sports. Yeah. So what a what a congratulations that is, right? Yeah, they regret that decision for sure. But yeah, he he was just a regular dude, and he seems right. like a very soft spoken type of yeah, guy, like very yeah, like he's, low key. He's, he's um the best way I could put this, and I mean this with no disrespect. He's like a. He kind of gives me like that Williamsburg hipster vibe. Like he probably drinks like an IPA, maybe vapes, you know, like, and, yeah. and, I, and I'm not saying this like in a condescending way. I'm like just saying like, that's thing, the yeah. kind of like vibe that I get from cool dude. Yeah. Cool dude. So he's a Montreal guy. So he's, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. So, um, so that happened. And then it was time to board our flight. I will not, uh, Ryan, are you still there, bro? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Okay. For whatever reason, I don't know what happened. Okay, I still see you on the thing. All right, something happened on the screen. All right. Um, okay, so then I'm boarding on my flight, and there was, a, there was a WWE talent that I will not say their name that was on my flight, all right? And um, this individual did not look like they wanted to be in this flight, especially this early in the morning. So I was telling this, and the reason why I don't want to mention the name is because, like, I just don't want to put their, you know, business out there like that. But I, what I will say is, boarding their flight, boarding the flight, 
I'm boarding a flight and I come next to this person as I'm waiting to get to my seat. So I'm literally right next to this person and I see this person on her, on their phone. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm curious. I'm like, I wonder what this, what they're looking at. And I was telling Ryan, like before we hit uh, record and he popped huge. You know what they were looking at? They were looking at Royal Rumble clips. <laughs> you can't make this up. You're, li you're literally like, what do you think she was looking at? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> that was like the last thing I thought. <laughs> yeah. So I get to my seat. Um, the flight was cool. I ended up turning on. Normally, I listen to like music or podcasts or sometimes I kind of like doze off during flights. And this was like about a almost a four hour flight, close to four mm -hmm. hours. I think it was like three and some change. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was. I turned my phone off and they gave they gave me like an option gimmick like on the on the on the seat where you could watch like movies and shows or whatever. So I yeah. ended up uh, you're gonna pop for this. So I ended up watching uh, the Batman, which is a great movie. I ended up watching it again. This is probably mm -hmm. like the second or third time I watched it. Watched the whole thing. Phenomenal movie. Love it. And then I still had like about like maybe like another hour to kill. So I ended up watching like two episodes of King of Queens. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it big pop love baby it. big pop big pop nobody understands but, nobody uh, under listen nobody understands our love for king and queens okay yeah nobody me and mario just don't have wrestling in common folks we uh <laughs> we discovered and then we discovered this pretty recently i mean i've known you for years now and uh <laughs> we just discovered our love for the same television show oh man so it's 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 one of the it's one of the best sitcoms ever in the world all time it's oh, my love, favorite show hands I love, down love i it. You know, a quick side note, you know, um, my family's thinking about like uh, cutting the cord on cable and all that stuff because, you know, it's very expensive and all, right. all those things. So I literally have to like, I was literally like, well, I'm thinking about what do I watch on a daily basis? You know, my sports, my wrestling and the King of Queens. So that's, that's all I need. It's all I need. But then I, but King of Queens is on Peacock. So I'm good. Even if, you know, you know, so I can watch it whenever I want. That's all that, dude, that's all you need. You need your sports. Yeah. Wrestling, of course, right? Because yeah. look at the show that we're doing. And then King of Queens. That's all you fucking need. That, that's main priorities. That's it. Dude, oh, so good. And let's 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 get off the King of Queens topic. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Be let's like, go back. Because we can, God, this train Listen, be we, we, for like, you know. Me and Ryan discovered our love for King of Queens, I think for like a good hour. We would have shut quote, up. And... Just quoting different episodes, like in different scenes. Like for, I think Leo wanted to like kill us. He was like, shut the hell up already, no, Le you know? Leo's brother, Juan, was like, why didn't you just do a podcast of King of Queens? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we really could if we have enough uh, demand for it. I'm down. Um. All right. So yeah, hit us up at Lucha Outsiders everywhere if you want to <laughs> let us you, know what you if think. You want us to do a King of Queens podcast? <laughs> okay. So I land to San Antonio, and um, there's actually a story about about me getting to the airport too on some of the visuals that I saw. But uh, I was very, very where well, we all were very fortunate that Casey. And her husband, Raul, that we were meeting for the first time, they did us a solid to pick us up from the airport. And, you know, we obviously all got the Airbnb together. But, you know, I'm the type of person like, listen, I'll meet you at the Airbnb. I'll get an Uber or whatever. But they did us a solid to pick us up. And we were kind of all arriving at the same time, too. Um, Lowe was coming from Vegas. And then Iridium was coming from Chicago. So I think with all of us, like, getting, it was, like, maybe, like, within an hour gap that we were all, like, okay. arriving at the same time. I think Lowe got there first. I got there second. Then it was Iridium. So I'm at the airport, I'm walking through, and I'm going down this escalator gimmick, all right? I'm messaging Casey and this group chat that we're in, and I'm like, hey, I just got here. I'm just walking. Have no she idea. She lives there? Is well, that she's why? From, she does, they do live in Texas, but they're like about a four-hour drive, if I'm not mistaken, from San Antonio. Oh. So they, okay. they drove there. They drove there. So um, gotcha. 
I'm walking, have no idea where I'm going, all right? Keep in mind, San Antonio Airport is pretty small as well. So mm -hmm. I'm going down this escalator gimmick or whatever, and Casey and Lowe's just told me, just keep walking and then go outside and find gate, the gate that they were at where they were waiting, okay? So I'm walking, and I see a big scuttlebutt. Like a bit, I see a big scuttlebutt. Something's happening, all right, in the area. Oh God. So I look, and I see Charlotte Flair, all right? I see Charlotte Flair, and she is surrounded by a who's who of fucking wrestling fans. So I'm like, oh, no. What are you guys doing, man? Like, I really want to know. And this is going to probably be an episode that I'm going to piss off a lot of the marks. And okay. I mean, and I say marks because if you're acting this way in public, you're a fucking mark. Right, right. Like, we're all marks in our own ways, but, like, and there's a difference. There's a different level of mark. Like, I just don't understand how you could like harass someone for like an autograph and a picture and listen credit to charlotte because i didn't see her really turning down people and she was just like she was kind of doing one of these like and, and i'm just kind of she was kind of like and for those that are watching us on facebook she kind of did like one of these like you know peace up and just like like mm. but like <laughs> it's like it's like in the it's like early in the morning like it's like a, i mean not early in the morning but it's morning it's like 11 something she just probably just got there from her flight like pick like really pick not pick your poison but like pick really your opportunities i'm trying to meet this people listen treating people like human beings actually comes a long fucking way you don't always have to fucking fan out every time you see someone yeah yeah maybe everybody thinks they have access to these people just because they see them on tv every week and they pay to go see them they just think like yo if you see them in public like you just have access to everybody and it's uh I don't know, man. Some people just don't care. They really don't. I mean, clearly they don't care, you know? Like, to me, I think, like, if you have, like, a kid, that's, like, the only audible, I will say. Like, okay, like, I get it. A kid, you know, if a kid comes... Like, I, I understand that. Like, that, to me, I, I still would feel a type of way, but, like, I kind of understand it. But if you're a grown adult, okay? <laughs> you're a grown fucking adult, all right? I might even be pushing it by saying this age. It should be even lower than that. But if you're over the age of 25 and you're fucking, and like I said, I might be even giving them too much credit with that age. Yeah. You're fucking harassing people for a picture and an autograph. And listen, I have more stories about that whole subject like later on. But if you're doing that, yo, something is fucking wrong with you. I yeah, don't care yeah, who gets offended or not. It's basically like these people have to like go into like full blown disguise mode. Like she has to like put on a pair of sunglasses, her hood up. I mean, just so people don't freaking recognize her. Like, and it's sad to, you know, that she would have to do something like that. But I mean, yeah, it's uh, dude, this it's, stuff's it's, never it, going it, to stop, it's, though, it's man. It's terrible. This is just how it is with celebrities in general. So no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's never going to stop. You know. So I get outside. I hear a, long, a loud yell, Mario, and it's low. She's sticking her head out the window of the of, of Raul's pickup truck, a f <laughs> amazing pickup truck. It's like a gorgeous pickup truck. They just bought it brand new. Uh, I see Casey. I see Low. I see meet Raul. Great guy. And now we're waiting for Aridian. Aridian gets there, and like the first thing, like when I got into the car, the first thing I said was like, I feel like I just left you guys in Chicago. Like I feel like it just yeah. happened. <laughs> Is that's that's isn't that great? Like how like like a lot of time has passed, but it feels like, you know, not a lot of time has passed from the last time you see. Because right. like that's that's with me too. Like I have friends where like I only really see them on trips. You know, like and that's what that's one of the best parts about going on these wrestling trips is like not just for the events, but you get to see your friends that you don't right. get to see all the time, right. which is like the best part. So it's like 
it's funny how that works out. It's like you saw them like what back in September, and that was like how many months ago? But it just feels like it was like last week. That, yeah, it's um, and I think that just shows like, like listen, kind of like what you said. There's I have friends too. Obviously, even like with you, right? Like I don't see you every week or whatever. Sometimes you know, right, like right. we see each other like for like a wrestling event, or now you're coming down to the studio when you can and stuff. But like even mm-hmm. like with us, like when we see each other, it's like. Nothing ever like happened. It's like I just saw you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I have friends great. that I went to high school with. I have friends that I went to high school with that we might not talk frequently, or like see each other. But like when we do, it's like nothing has ever changed. It's like nothing misses a beat. It's like just like old times, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's great how it works out like that, man. It really is. So we're waiting for Iridian. Iridian gets there, and now we're going to our Airbnb, right? So. You know, with Airbnbs, you kind of never know what you're going to get, right? You're only judging by, like, pictures, right? And I, not that I didn't trust, like, Casey and Raul. I was I was very, you know, like, I'm secure and solid. Like, hey, this is going to be a nice, you know, Airbnb. We pull up to the Airbnb, right? And I'm like, okay, this is looking kind of sketch. <laughs> not, not, that, not that it looked, like, terrible. It just looked like... It kind of looked like the area, like the area looked a little bit suspect, right? Like it looked like, hmm, okay, whatever. But let me tell you something. Then going inside the Airbnb, it, you felt like you were in a hotel. Whole world. Oh my god, it's like a completely different like dimension. Uh, it was a very, very beautiful Airbnb. It's like, like some shit. Like, wow, this is like it would be like a great summer house to have or something. Like it was just amazing. Wow. Um, I had my own room. Um, Casey and Raul had like the, their master bedroom, and the girls were sharing their own room. And it was just, a, it was just a great, it was just a great like living situation, right? And we had like the joke going into it, like I mentioned, like five strangers paid to live in a house, like kind of like a reality <laughs> show thing. Um, and we were like, all right, you know what? This closet's gonna be the confessional, okay? Like we were just like applying things around like the house and stuff. But uh, yeah, we went, we, you know, we got settled in, you know, we unpacked, we did what we had to do at the Airbnb. And then we ended up just exploring San Antonio. Uh, we went to some spot, I can't think of the name right now, uh, but it's like this big open gimmick all right it's like kind of like an industrial area. it kind of looks like what it honestly looked like it kind of looked like a, like a hollywood set like it looked like fake buildings and stuff and you just expect it to see like like people dancing or like acting out shit like that's what it looked like like not square dancing but what's that thing you know with like the the music yeah like something like that like it kind of just looked like like a hollywood set but it was like mm-hmm. out in the open um, they have like the different little stands for to get eat. We ended up getting like tacos, trying to drink. Um, there was like dog. Oh, listen, that's another thing too. I missed my dog Marty so much in this trip because I saw nothing but Frenchies <laughs> at, <laughs> mm-hmm. at, at San Antonio. I was like, oh my god, look at the Frenchie! Like that was like me every two seconds. But yeah. uh, we just like, ended up exploring San Antonio for a bit. Um, got some tacos. Uh, just kind of just uh, enjoying, you know, just being with each other again because it's been a couple months, and that's where I ended up finding the cowboy hat. We ended up going to, excuse me, we ended up going to some other spot in San Antonio where um, if you look at, that's another thing, follow Rush Friends and definitely subscribe to their YouTube channel. You see yes, there's absolutely. a lot of great vlogs on there from our San yep. Antonio trip and then our Rumble reactions. But if you look at those vlogs, there's this one, I can't think of the place, but it's kind of like, it's like, there's like, it's very artsy and there's like things hanging up all over the place. And they have like different like stores where you could get like cowboy hats and, and boots and whole mess of stuff, right? 
That's where I ended up finding this cowboy hat. But it was a mission to find it. Because I specifically, my idea was, like, I want a black cowboy hat with something mm-hmm. that kind of matches my vibe, right? Like something Yeah, that, right, right. So I, at one point, I ended up finding a really dope cowboy hat. It was black. I loved, like, the, the, the whole look of it. The only thing was that it had, like, a big American flag on it. I'm like, it's like, but I don't really don't wear American flag shit like that. It was a great hat. Mm-hmm. Like it's, but it's like not like when am I gonna wear this hat? When I wear a Cody Rhodes shirt, like it's like I don't right, really, right. I don't really wear like American flag shit like that. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna find, it. I'm gonna find a hat. And then finally, like one of the last stores we went, we went to, I found this, and I'm like, you know what? This might be it. This That's might it. It's got the, uh, it's like the bowl in the front, right? It has a bowl on the fl- front. It has some like, start. It kind of does have like. Uh, American, American flag, flag e- essence to it, but it's black. It's black and gray. I just love the look yeah. of it. It just kind of fits me. It fits me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's fresh, man. I, I dig it definitely, especially with the, uh, you know, like I said, like the stuff you wear. Yeah, like the jackets and stuff. Like yeah, it goes perfectly. So I ended up buying this cowboy hat. I fucking loved it. Didn't take it off. Then after that, Drew McIntyre was doing a signing at this supermarket. It's called... I saw that. I was watching Iridian's vlog. Right. I'm like, you guys are... So at first, you guys are walking in this place, mm-hmm. and like, I'm thinking like Drew's shopping. <laughs> like, he's, like he's grocery shopping. You guys saw it like somewhere. Somebody posted it, and you guys were on a mission to go find no, him and no. take a picture with him until I actually saw it was an actual autograph signing. <laughs> I was about to judge you guys hardcore. No, listen. We love Drew McIntyre, right? He's a great guy. <laughs> but not that guy. much. But not to the point that we're going to fucking harass someone when they're shopping. <laughs> That's not... Yeah. Maybe, maybe somebody, maybe somebody else would, but not us. <laughs> because also too, but who does a uh, who like sets up a meet and greet at a grocery store? Like I've never seen that before. So yeah, they're, they're, so there there was a lot of issues when it comes to that. So the the place is called H E B, and I ended up like botching that like name throughout like the whole weekend. I called it like the T C B, the H B I C, like. <laughs> So we actually still had to we had to do grocery shopping anyway. Like we were gonna buy some stuff yeah. for like the house. So yeah. we get there. So it was like we'll kill two birds with one stone. We'll meet Drew and then we'll do our shopping. Mm-hmm. We see. Was the, it a free signing? It was a free signing. Okay. We see this line, Ryan, and let me tell you, it was a who's who in this fucking line. Oh, I could believe it. Yeah. You know, and like I said, whoever gets offended gets offended. I really don't care. You know. I'm 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 content. Yeah. I'm content where the lucha outsiders are in this. Right, yeah, we're in a good place. We're in yeah, a good place. I'm content. So whoever gets offended gets offended. While while Leo's looking at me, he's like, "Listen, you're gonna cost us a sponsorship." No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So so if you're a grown adult, okay, okay, and I'm gonna be pushing it with grown adult. If you're a grown adult, okay, and you're wearing proudly a replica title, yeah. Not only do you get one of these, okay? Congratulations, you played yourself. But you're never going to get laid in life. Ever. Nope. Ever. The only excuse I give you on wearing a replica title in public is if you're doing a cosplay or if you really want to get your title signed, you yeah. have it in a case. Don't wear it around your waist like you're actually a wrestler. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, like yeah. it was just man. And then here's 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 even better than that with the replica titles, right? You see these grown adults not even have the replica title. They have the toy one. The toy. Oh God. Oh, that's even worse. Man, let me tell you, it was a who's who in that line. And then it's like people are bumping into you. You have pieces of shit of kids running around all over the place. It's like 
man, it was just it was just a mess. Like the way they ran it, like they could have done a better job putting this together. You know, mm-hmm. and I get it. Like logistically, maybe it just didn't work out that way. So we ended up staying in line for like about an hour and some change, right? Guess mm-hmm. who didn't meet Drew McIntyre? That was us. So we got yeah. instantly one of these. Congratulations, you played yourself. We pretty much wasted a good hour and some change, mm-hmm. just, just you know, having conversation. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just um, it just didn't work out. But but. I don't blame Drew. I don't blame WWE. I just blame how they structured this. Like, yeah, it was just yeah. a mess. It, like, it's not Drew's fault. I'm sure Drew wanted to meet everyone, but he had to go. Yeah. He had other things to do. But this is what I didn't like also. So, Drew ended up telling, I guess, like, maybe his publicist or someone was telling him, like, listen, you got to wrap up, like, in five minutes or whatever. Or how whatever time it was. Drew told, like, the, the guys that work, the people that work at this uh, supermarket saying, like, hey, tell the people that are in line. I'm not going to be able to meet everyone. So people slowly started getting out of the line. We ended up too. We ended up like going around, seeing them from a distance. So while the, he's leaving, okay, while he's leaving, he's got to go wherever he needs to go next. Right, right. It's a busy weekend. Busy guy. People are chasing this man, Ryan. Oh, man. Yeah, I can believe it. Chasing this man for a fucking selfie. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Uh, I I wouldn't have been shocked if somebody opened up his car door and tried to get in with him. I, I mean, was I was telling I was telling um I was telling the girls and, and Raul I was telling them like he should just start claymore claymore in people like while he's like leaving just straight bang just straight boom yeah boom, yeah just keep going and going and going. Listen, I, he'll never he'll he'll never admit it. I mean, because but when I went to the Rumble last year in St. Louis, I was in the elevator with Bobby Lashley, and I remember. I was in the elevator and I saw him coming and like I held the door open for him. I was like, "Hey, come here, come here, Bobby," because like there was so many people like chasing him for autographs and pictures and stuff. And when he got on the elevator, uh, I said to him, "I was like, I was like, listen, like I don't know how you handle all this stuff." And he was just like, "Nah, it's cool, man. I love the fans. I love the fans." But I knew he had to be lying. <laughs> like, like you're a good guy, but like, come on, inside you got to be like these freaking guys. Man, I can't go anywhere. And the Drew's got to be feeling the same way too when he sees people chasing him for a selfie. He's got to be like. Let me go. I need to do stuff. Like, you know, like... I'm, listen, and I'm not... I'm going to... There's, there's, there's the other side of the coin, too, that I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to mention their names, but it's pretty funny. But I do... I do... I know that the talent do love their fans. But it's just like... Yeah. You got, yeah. It's like there's a proper place and time, and then there's boundaries. You got to remember that boundary, right? You got to know yeah. that these people are human beings and you can't just harass these people for an autograph, for a selfie. Can you sign this? Can you sign that? Like, come on, man. Now, if you're paying for something, right? Like I'm paying for a meet and greet. I want to get this signed. You, that, that's, that's fine. But you also have to do it in a respectful manner. Just because you paid to meet someone doesn't mean you're going to fucking do this and do that. And th- th- like, what's wrong with you people? There's a lot wrong with people, especially wrestling fans. So, I mean, yeah, this is why we all get a bad rap, man. It's sad. It really is sad. We ended up doing our grocery shopping. We ended up going back to the, the Airbnb. We hung out there for a bit. And then we we ended up going to like this nice establishment Um Somewhere in San Antonio, we were like outside. We ended up getting some great food. Oh, that's another thing, Ryan. San Antonio, let me tell you, bro. The food over there is whoo. Yeah. Amazing. Let me tell you something. Churros galore. I don't know if you like churros. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, the churro this, a churro donut, this, that's a churro. Here's a churro. Man, they love churros out there. And 
the food is the food there is just amazing. Like San Antonio food is top notch. The I can't think of the place that we ended up going, but uh, that night, but great place. Afterwards, went back to the room, uh, the back to the room, back to the Airbnb. We just kind of hung out for the rest of the night, and then we had a we had more of an adventure day on Sat on Friday. This was Friday. We ended mm -hmm. up um, going to the Tower of America, if I'm not mistaken. That's like that big tower that you pretty much see the whole city of San Antonio. You see, you're like above the Alamo Dome. Like, it's it's crazy visually. Like, it's like such a dope scenery. Uh, we ended up just taking pictures. Like, outside, there's I had like a little waterfall gimmick outside. Um, <laughs> I was making the joke to Iridian. I think you might even catch it like on the vlog. So, like, walking there, uh, there's like, it's it's like um I don't know if this water's connected to like the river walk actually but there's like it's like a little it's kind of like a little river that you see or whatever but it's not deep at all and I'm looking mm -hmm. at this shit and I'm like this is this looks so sketch like it just takes like a couple of drunk people to for one to get pushed in there or something like it looks like a problem waiting to happen yeah you, I I think you were burying the water you're like yeah the water looks a little sketch here but uh you know yeah. Yeah. but um. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just really I like shit like that. Like I like when I could go it's to sightseeing like stuff, sightseeing you know? stuff, and yeah. I think you even mentioned it last year when you went to Dallas uh, for WrestleMania. How like yeah, like the wrestling stuff and going to wrestling shows and like obviously Mania, it's cool and all, but like I also like to kind of like see shit and try different things out and just kind of like explore also like the actual city. Absolutely, yeah. That's why you get in one or two days before. The actual show that you're going there for so you can like explore because i mean you know when's the next time you're going to be in san antonio you know it's probably gonna be a, another wrestling event somewhere down the line maybe years from now but i mean you know it's just like why go to a, a gcw show right when you could go to that here you right. go to a gcw show here you know what i'm saying like right, so right. that's why i've kind of changed my tune on that too i love the sightseeing stuff i love to check out different things in the city that i'm going to just because you know who knows when the next time i'm going to be there is and you know kill two birds with one stone you go see the royal rumble and you also go explore the city of san antonio it's great so after the towers of america we ended up going um we were trying to find like the river walk to take like this they do like this boat ride gimmick where they take you throughout the whole river walk and you kind of start yeah, learning from like some of cool. the some of the stuff that's around and that's actually connected with this like huge ass mall so before we get on the boat ride we're us being i won't say degenerates but you know it's it's i look like a degenerate right i have no problem yeah. admitting that but like <laughs> we're like can we drink on this boat ride so they have like this thing where um they 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 have like um it's kind of like uh fat tuesdays you ever been to fat tuesdays or what's that other gimmick that's in atlantic city where it's like um, yeah, yeah they it's like a mixed drink it kind of looks like a slushy and they put a it frozen like, thing yeah, yeah right so we go to this gimmick it's like yeah we could bring it on the board right so we're like we're getting one of those so we end up getting Sick. one of these gimmicks and I was like, what's the strongest one you got? And they told me, I forgot the name of it. They, they it was like, it was like hypno with like something else, right? It was like, it was like a green color with like a sky blue color, right? And I was like, all right, I'm taking one of those. That's what I want. <laughs> My so, man. so we're, we're sipping on this, on this, on this drink gimmick. Um, we ended up seeing, um, from a distance, I was like, oh, look, it's Zoe starts. I think she was there with her husband, like exploring the river walk too. Um, mm -hmm. I saw her from a distance and, 
yeah, we got on this boat ride. I can't think of the gentleman's name that kind of was like talking and like ride, driving the boat, you know, when, uh, kind of giving us like the, the facts of this and explaining a whole bunch of stuff. But he was great. I thought he did a great job. Like I, got, I gave him a tip like after the, the whole boat ride. Mm-hmm. But um, that experience was cool too. Like I love shit like that. I love yeah, just like, yeah. Just like experience that being outside, seeing like all the different visuals, taking pictures, taking like a picture mm-hmm. of like an angle or like zoomed out. Like I love stuff like that. Like yep. I think um just us in general, like remove like the wrestling aspect of, of things, but just like us as humans, I think we should do more stuff like that. Sightsee stuff. Like if you see something, yeah. let's say in a movie, right? Then you're like, yo, that's like a really cool building. I wear underwear where it's at, and you find out like it's nearby, like it's actually you go to it. Fucking go to it. Like, uh, I'm a big fan of um, the John Wick movies, right? Like, um, I don't know if you ever watched the John Wick movies, but there's like this uh, building there that's the Continental. Like, that's the hotel. It, that's a new, that's a building in New York. Like, that's something I want to check off my list. Like, I just want to say that I went there. Like, I was yeah. at the at the co- the Continental Hotel from John Wick. Like, I think it's pretty cool. You know, like I like shit like that. Yeah, man. See the world. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, a lot of sightseeing things and a lot of cool. Uh, architecture stuff man i know it's not everybody's cup of tea like sightseeing stuff but yeah i'm with you man i think that stuff is awesome it's so cool and it's i just i couldn't agree more man i love to explore the cities when i go to you know these different wrestling events i i use the wrestling event as an excuse to go to these cities because i've i half the places i've been to bro through wrestling i probably wouldn't would have never went to if there wasn't an an, like a wwe or AEW event there, you know? Bro, we got to make Japan happen, bro. You have to make oh, Japan happen. Yeah, it's the big one. That's, That's the, the big, big one. one. That's the big one. You're telling you, you're going to love Japan. One. We got we to gotta really make that happen um, yeah. sooner rather than later. So after the boat ride, um, let me use my words carefully because one, one is not my story to tell, okay? It's more like Iridian and Alo. I want them to kind of give their insight on this. But this is what I will say. Some of us were a little bit intoxication, okay? I, I heard. Felt, I, I felt fine. I felt great. Some of us, not so much. So we were like, hey, <laughs> let's go Let's go to the mall. Let's explore this big mall because it's a huge mall. Mm-hmm. And I, that's another thing I like doing too. I like um, – I, I used to do this a lot when I was like a teenager in my early 20s. And now it's more like, hey, if I go somewhere new that I've never been there and they got a mall, I would like to explore it. But, like, I'm a big mall guy. Like, I used to be a big mall guy just exploring different malls. Maybe not even necessarily to buy anything. I just want to know, like, I like to right. compare different malls. Like, hey, you know, this one's, like, different from back home and this and that. And this mall, it, it's a it's a really nice fucking mall. I can't think of the name. It's a it's, Maybe it's called Riverside Mall. I'm not sure. So we go to the mall. We're walking around just seeing stuff. And... um we go to this Lego store, and the weekend that we were out there for the Rumble was actually Iridian's brother's birthday weekend as well. So I think um, I think he's like big into like collecting certain stuff or whatever. So I think she got something from him from from the Lego store. So we're at the Lego store, and then um, I end up going outside. I think I think the guy that was working there was like annoying or something. I think he kept popping for my vest, and I was just like, all right, I need to get out of here. <laughs> I was like, he like he kept on being like aggressively like trying to too sweet me and I'm like all right I gotta get out <laughs> so I get out and was he drunk too God no no he wasn't drunk he wasn't drunk <laughs> he wasn't drunk at all he was just being his normal self so so I'm I'm walking out and Lowe's outside too and I'm looking and I'm like yo that's Raquel Gonzalez over there and she's there with I believe her sister 
and this I, I believe that's her niece. It's a little girl that that did like the they, they took a picture with like the next day at the Rumble. They were had like the matching outfits. It was that little girl, and we 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 ended up talking to her for a bit, and she was incredibly nice. Um, and let me tell you something too. In person, she's even more beautiful than in in TV. TV does not do her justice. She mm-hmm. was super sweet, super nice. Um, with all of us, with uh, myself, Lo, Casey, Aridian, very, very sweet individual. Like, not that I was expecting her to be a bitch or anything, but you just never know, right? You never know, like, meeting someone that you see, like, on TV or or whatever it is, you kind of have, like, an interpretation about them. And then sometimes when you meet them in person, they could either match that or maybe it's even more you're like man this person was wonderful or maybe you're like oh that wasn't that great of an experience right but no i thought raquel gonzalez was uh just a sweet person very bubbly and um one thing i did notice we all did was so like when you see her like on tv she's like super jacked and i'm not saying that she's not jacked but maybe because she was like in street clothes and stuff she seemed like tiny, like, like, like just, um, just like, wow. Like in TV, you look like, holy shit. Like you look like super jacked. And then like in person, you like not tiny, like small, but she just looked like she didn't look like how she on TV, but also she was a tree close. So maybe that played a factor as well. Yeah. Yeah. But she was, she was very, very nice though. Yeah. She's, uh, she's awesome. Uh, met her last year in Dallas too, during many weekend. And, uh, she was a little tipsy at the time, but she was still very, very sweet, very nice, and uh, a little bit intoxicated. Yeah, it's always, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always cool when you can like, um, you know, see somebody like that. I mean, you know, we were just talking about how you know all these peckerheads go up to these people and harass them and stalk them and stuff. But like, if you're nice and respectful and like things like that, and it's it's you know, it's like that's that's an excuse where you could be like, okay, you know, you can go up to them and and talk to them, and I saw you guys got pictures with them and stuff too, so. Yeah, yeah, very, very sweet individual. So we ended up exploring the mall, and then when we were about to leave, uh, there was an issue with the with the with the parking garage where um, Raúl ended up parking his car because he ended up grabbing his car from where we originally were at because we were like in a distance and he brought it by the mall. So when we were leaving, mm-hmm. uh, the car that was ahead of us, I don't know what was happening with like the the parking gimmick, you know, like the thing that the like the the thing that goes up and down to yeah. let you go. I don't know what was happening. I don't know if it wasn't working. The guy didn't have money. I'm not sure. The man, the man gets out of his car. The, the whoever was in the passenger seat got out of his car, lifts the shit up. The shit fucking breaks, and he fucking you serious. And we're like, oh my what? god, we're like, we're like, what the fuck is happening? Was he drinking the same shit that we were drinking? What the hell's going on, right? So now the shit's broken. Now we gotta get out. So oh my god. So now I get out the car. And now I'm lifting the gimmick, and now I'm lifting. <laughs> There's the nobody gimmick. there. There's nobody there to Nobody's there. Like... Nobody's there. No one. Jeez. Now I'm lifting the fucking gimmick, and then yeah, we fucking get back in the, in the get back in the car. We're leaving. There's like a car that almost hits us. It was just a disaster. Oh god. A lot was oh, happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we had <laughs> we ended up going back to the Airbnb. Some of us needed to recuperate. Okay, <laughs> and uh, we ended up going out later that night to another uh, establishment in San Antonio where they had like dancers outside with fire and this and gimmicks, and this is where things went sideways for me. Okay, and it, it does not involve alcohol. I just ate. I'm the I'm a man. Okay, I love food. Um, I have an inner fat guy in me. All right, I just love food. I'm like Kevin James. Okay, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I just love, love it. Food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
So, the, the, the size of this sandwich that I ate, it must have been like this big. For people that are watching us on Facebook, this is a big, it was, it was huge. It was like a chicken sandwich. The fries were huge. It was like crazy, right? It had that like, it had that southern like, I don't know what to call it, but it just had that southern aura to it. It was just a fabulous sandwich. I ate it. But you know when you eat something and you're like, man, I'm getting full, but this is so good, I'm not going to stop eating it? That's mm -hmm. what I did. Oh, God. I, yeah. By the time I got And then you regret it later on. Oh, I was like, oh, man, I'm so full. When I was at the Airbnb, I'm drinking water to make to make sure, like, maybe this helps out. Nothing was helping out. Like, I slept, like, I just slept in pain. I woke up fine the next morning, but I just slept in pain because <laughs> I ate too much. I ate too much, but the food's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hey, you know, you're enjoying yourself, so... So on vacations, you know, you always got to get your money's worth and deal with the consequences later on. So next day, day of the Rumble. We still had some stuff to do the day of the Rumble. We um, we were going to go meet Charlotte Flair at the Superstore, okay? So we go to the Superstore. And this is what I tell you that it felt like mania. Like, yeah. it felt like mania in the sense, like, the Superstore wasn't like... It wasn't like the hole in the wall that we went to in Boston, Ryan, for Survivor Series. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, This was like a big establishment. Like a mania superstore. Right. It was a big establishment. They had these gimmicks in, inside the store. They have a, like a lot of like like stuff that like wrestlers used to wear back in the day. Like they have like a lot of great stuff in the superstore. Mm -hmm. And also like that whole area, even like, like parts of San Antonio, you see like a lot of like Royal Rumble posters and like the gimmicks yeah, yeah. hanging in the lights. You saw that like in the... In the river walk as well. Like, you saw, like, a lot of, like, Royal Rumble stuff, which I think is really cool. Now, mind you, at the Alamo Dome, right, what's so funny is, like, during the Alamo Dome, if you were looking, like, if you're driving by, they had, like, this little cutout that said Royal Rumble on it on the Alamo Dome. Like, there was no, mm -hmm. no, like, I would think, like, the whole, like, so when you go to these arenas, right, and I'm sure they did it for, like, AT&T, like, Stadium, like, in Dallas, like, they put the whole thing, they put the whole thing, WrestleMania, like, on, like, a big... Yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was yeah. so tiny, the promotion <laughs> for the Royal Rumble in the Alamo Dome. I don't know if, like, the windows weren't strong enough to hold shit. I don't I don't know what it was, but it was tiny. Nonetheless... An old building. That is true. It's an old building. Nonetheless, uh, we went to the Superstore. We were kind of looking around and stuff, and then we, we ended up getting our tickets to meet Charlotte Flair. And uh, we were going to originally also meet Bianca the night before, but it just timing just didn't work out. <laughs> Plus, after we met Charlotte, we were going to go to WrestleCon. So we're in line to meet Charlotte, and it was finally our turn to go. And it, it's like another thing. Like, you you know, someone like Charlotte Flair, like, how is she going to be, you know? And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to say to her. You know, I just wanted to meet Charlotte. I'm a big fan of Charlotte Flair, so... I was like, you know what? She's married to Andrade. I was like, I'm just gonna say son to her in Spanish. So, uh, <laughs> what I did, what I did like too, and I'll touch on this now before my my quick interaction with Charlotte. So, what I did like is like for someone like Charlotte, and I, I'm sure they did it for like Taker and some of like these higher profile talents. Like the line is like this: like take the picture, take yeah, yeah. like you gotta go, you gotta go. I'm you done plenty of these meet and greets, so you already yeah, know. Like, they're yeah. very. And what I did notice too, there was a guy. I guess he was like kind of like a security guard. He was standing like kind of like the same like away from the picture, but like enough where he could like grab you, right? So mm -hmm. you already know. I'm sure you've seen this tons of times, Ryan, especially with like female talent. Sometimes guys want to like yeah do something. Yeah, right? yeah, I know what you're getting at. Yep. They want to like try to 
you know, grab, like maybe put their arm, like just be a little bit too much. So yep. what I did notice is like maybe like two, three people are, are like ahead of me. There was this guy that wanted to like kind of like put their arm like around like Charlotte's waist. The guy, that security guard, just went like this. Just went like, just slapped his hand and was like, didn't even say anything. Didn't even say anything. He just, he just, he just shook his finger like Matumbo. Was just like, nope. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And then the guy was like, oh, okay, okay. He just got shook and took the picture. But it's like, I don't, I don't understand sometimes people where they feel comfortable, comfortable enough to touch someone that you don't know. know. I know. You know what I've I've done when I meet female talents like that is I put my arm behind them just because like it's kind of awkward if you like you, you keep your both right. your hands right, 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 but right, I don't right. touch yep. them. I don't touch them. I just kind of like keep it in the air like behind them. Um just so like the picture comes out looking good but like yeah, I I I feel weird doing that too. Like I wouldn't put my arm around her waist you know as if i'm like her like friend or boyfriend or something like that you know like yeah i you, you don't want to make them uncomfortable but again some people just don't think that way they're just like oh let me come and take a grab of this like you know like no respect man and also there's levels to it to it as well right like you know you might see someone like a uh like anyone that's like in limelight in specific let's just talk about wrestling and then there's like a comfort level there after like a long conversation whatever and then it's like hey we should get a picture and they put their arm around you it's like a different because it's like hey we've been and i'm not saying this happens all the time but sometimes they're like okay this person's cool enough let me they'll put their arm around you and you feel like okay they're doing it so it's like it's kind of giving you the okay yeah like, you kind of have to feel them right, out feel yeah them out like, but like you don't just do that with a random person I don't know where that you just said hi. Let me get you know what I'm saying? Like Right, right. I don't know if you've ever met Becky Lynch, but she's very touchy. Um like mm. a meet and greets and stuff. Mm. But like she's also like she puts her arm on your shoulder, like around your your neck and like on your shoulder. And like when I took a picture with her a couple of years ago, I did the same thing. I put my hand like around her neck, like like on her shoulder, you know, like right, I would right, never right. go farther down. But like, yeah, it's kinda like you could feel it out. Like she's doing it, she's very touchy, you're getting very close, like you know, so like, yeah, there's levels to it for sure. But again, people just do whatever they want sometimes, especially wrestling fans. Yeah, wrestling fans are just, they're just terrible. Uh, all right, so it's my turn to meet Charlotte. And I'm like, all right, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? So I go up to her. I'm like, hola, Charlotte, right? You know, a little, I gave her some Spanish talk. And then she was like, hola, como estas? She like responds to me in Spanish, which I thought was, it popped me huge, big pop. We took the picture. I just threw a little too sweet in there. And then she was like, oh, thank you so much for coming to see me. I hope you have a great time at the Rumble. I'm like, Charlotte, big fan of yours. Just keep killing. You're, like, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And then that was pretty much it. Because, you know, like I said, it was one of those situations where, you know, she was trying to give enough time to someone that was being engaging with her, right? Um, and I saw that with, like, I saw that with her with kids. And, like, this is one thing I noticed about her, too. When she was comfortable enough with, like, let's say, like, a family, right, and there was, like, a kid, she would either put, like, her title belt to the kid to hold or, like, she'll have, like, if the kid was smaller, she'll have the kid, like, in front of her and she'll put, like, her hands, like, in front of the kid, like, kind of like mm -hmm. a hug way. And then, like, the yeah. family would be, like, right next to her or whatever. So, like, I, I really like that. Like, I, I really like seeing, like, besides my interaction with Charlotte, I really like to see interactions with talent with, like, with just fans, like a family or like, let's say like a kid. Like, it's really cool to see how they are with them, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, you just see it like a different side of them. So after that, we ended up going to WrestleCon. And unfortunately... I'm surprised you did WrestleCon, Royal Rumble weekend. Well, let me tell you something. WrestleCon gets one of these, okay? 
Congratulations. You played yourself. They botched this whole situation 1,000%. Like, really, really bad. So wow. they decided to do a pop-up WrestleCon at the mall. Okay, the mall that we were at there. the mall. Right, the night before. It was because the mall is connected to a hotel. So oh, okay. they rented this space out and they weren't charging people for this WrestleCon. The only thing you're getting, the only thing you're paying is when you're meeting these wrestlers, okay? So mm -hmm. I guess the people that run WrestleCon, they weren't expecting the massive um pe like the massive like attendance they got to the point they were they were, they were like, Oh, it's not WrestleMania weekend, so it won't be too bad. No. They they get a, a congratulations for that. And we end up getting there and they didn't let us in at all. And what sucks Jeez. about this, right? And I partially feel bad because like, well, no, I can't even say partially. I do feel bad. Like I can't, I hate to feel like maybe us meeting Charlotte played a factor to that because if maybe we didn't meet Charlotte, maybe we could have made it to WrestleCon. I don't know, right? But it was at full capacity. They weren't letting people in. And the reason why I feel so terrible is because Casey did a phenomenal DDP cosplay. Like, yeah, she did. Oh, my God. Like, with the with the blonde hair. Like, this is old school 90s DDP. Like, the tape, the fist, the jeans, the shirt. Like, straight DDP. Like, I was telling Casey, like, leading up to, like, the wrestling. I'm like... Listen, if you want to give me a diamond cutter, I'll fucking sell it. Like, <laughs> I'll sell it like RVD taking like a RKO, like straight head to the floor. Like, I'll do it. I'll sell it like a champ. Like, I have no problem doing it. But it really does suck that she didn't get that opportunity. But there's a silver lining here. Uh, she ended up making a video. She posted the pictures all over her social media. Follow at Over the Moon Soul everywhere. And DDP responded to her, reposted oh, nice. her shit, follow her account. And wow. was like, maybe one day, like, hopefully one day we'll get to meet. And he said that he would have popped huge for it because it was such an amazing cosplay. Amazing. It really was. Yeah. I mean, she's uh, <clears throat> I don't know her. Um, You know, I personally uh, I think she was. Was she in Chicago with you guys? I think I I think. Yeah. But yeah, she absolutely just I, I don't want to skip ahead because I know you're probably going to get to it, too. But then her Rhea Ripley cosplay was just as incredible. Oh. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's 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 unbelievable that the time and the effort put into all this stuff. I mean, it's it's outstanding. It Look, was listen, it's, it's awesome. I'm going to say it right now. Casey at Over the Moonsault is <clears> the <throat> best cosplayer in the business today. One thousand percent. All right. Give her a follow. Give her a follow. I fucking said that's it. That's it. Yeah. Give her a follow, please, because uh, it's, it's definitely worth it. So we didn't go to WrestleCon. WrestleCon was a, a disaster. And then, um, yeah, I was, I was, we were pretty bummed out. I, You know, Casey was like, you know, it's okay. It's not a big deal. But, like, I was really bummed out. I was like, man, this fucking sucks. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad DDP made it worth it afterwards. Right, uh, right. On, At least there was that. That was, the, that, was cool. like the, that was like the silver lining. Yeah, we yeah, up, that's awesome. We ended up going back to the Airbnb, and you know, we kind of just chilled out for a bit, and then we just started getting ready for the Rumble, and you know, everyone kind of had like their own thing going on. Uh, obviously, we just mentioned right now, Casey did a, not only did she do a phenomenal DDP, but she did a phenomenal Rhea Ripley with the with her, and just also seeing how much like detail she puts in her cosplays. I think that's why like. I'm very fascinated and like, like I admire that because, like, even Raúl, her husband, like, he helps her out too with like 
besides like the photography aspect of it, but like even like with the tape with like the for like the wrist for like DDP, like he's like helping her. So like we were watching all this and like, man, that's fucking awesome. Like, of course your husband's gonna be like so supportive and helping you out and like you know, like that's what that's what a relationship is. You're supposed to support yeah. each other like that. And I don't know, it was just really cool to see and you know, when it came to like the Rhea Ripley aspect of it, uh Listen, she was Rhea Ripley. Like, she wasn't Casey. I mean, no, that was Rhea Ripley. That was Rhea Ripley. With yeah, her hair and everything just was so legit. So, like dope. I said, I respect the detail so much, man. I mean, like, you know how how like it's, it takes a lot of effort, you know, to to do that, and um, you know, not everybody has that attention span to do that you know i mean hey i throw on a freaking t-shirt i go to the show you know i don't even think twice about dressing up or anything like that so uh so much so much credit given to her amazing job she's fucking she's awesome love her love casey so we get ready for the rumble i we the ones baby straight uso uso jace uh i ended up um wearing the fucking uh we the one shirt from member of the boston show the survivor series the red one the red joint yeah and yeah. wearing that shirt uh, you know, my Jordans, black jeans, red bandana. Uh, Iridian had like a, a Sami Zayn um, bloodline shirt. She like fucking bedazzled it up, you know, because she's just great at doing that. She's always like mm -hmm. bedazzling her merch. Yeah. Um, Low, she kind of did like a Rhea Ripley look as well, but Low, throughout the trip, she was wearing like these braids, kind of like what Willow Nightingale did um, mm -hmm. in that uh, street fight. A couple weeks ago, remember she had like these crazy looking like dope braids. Yo, I yeah. don't know who did Lowe's braids, but they look identical to the ones that Willow Nightingale did. Um, so we all, you know, had like different looks and shit. Uh, we get to the Alamo Dome. We ended up, so we ended up buying our tickets literally like maybe two hours before the show started. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yo, we waited last minute, baby. Why they were just expensive, or you just didn't know where you wanted to sit, or? Well, it was a, it was a, it was um it was a couple of different things. Um, it was um a lot of different factors played into it, but we ended up uh, scoring some tickets like last minute, which wow, we were very look fortunate. at that, good seats, great seats. Okay, very fortunate, you know. Uh, awesome. The wrestling gods definitely helped us out, you know, and um, yeah, let's just put it this way, um, financially. It didn't really cost much, and I'll leave it like that. Without, okay. without, um, what a win! It, it, listen, without, um, what's the way to? I'm, I'm gonna word this. I want to word this correctly, right? Without giving too much away, I'll tell you privately. But uh, yeah. financially, it cost. It didn't cost much, maybe even nothing. And I'll leave it there. And I'll talk to you later. Okay? Wow, jeez, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk You're to you right, later, man. About it. I'll talk listen, to you later. listen. Waiting until the last minute. I know there's so much anxiety around it. Some people don't like to do it. They want to insure their tickets, especially if you're hopping on a plane to go somewhere. You want to ensure that you got your tickets and everything. I totally get that. I totally understand that. Let me tell you, waiting pays off. I mean, there's there's always going Ryan, to be a lot of things pay off. Okay, a lot of things pay off. This specific scenario, though, it, it might not cost nothing. Okay, right. and I'll leave it. And I'll leave right. it there. I'll leave it there. Okay, let's just, all right. Let's we'll just say, I just want to bless the wrestling gods for blessing us with an opportunity, and it kind of just worked out for us three. Okay, unbelievable, all right. unreal. Okay, so so it was only you three sitting together. Right, you, right, right. yeah. Casey and uh and Raul had their own um. Okay, they had gotcha. their own uh, situation happening, but okay. So we get to the rumble, and alamo dome visually being inside was amazing i love the alamo dome but here's the problem 
outside the Alamo Dome, I'm talking about like the concession stand situation, I felt like I was in a New York subway. It was oh, bad. It was a fucking yeah. hot mess. There's no direction. Like, it's just, it's terrible. It's, it's mm -hmm. awful. Being inside the Alamo Dome, visually, amazing. But just mm -hmm. the concession stand alone, God awful. Why? Because it's because it's an old building, or did it look run down, no, it, or was it just like it's not? It's just it was just a mess. Like it was just like so. What's the word I'm looking for? It was um. There's no directions in the sense like some person will tell you one thing on how to get to your seats, and then the other person will tell you something completely different. Hot that. mess. Yeah. Hot mess. But we ended up uh, getting to our seats. Uh, we And then the rumble started. You know, we got to our seats. The rumble started. I think uh, Lowe and Aridia ended up meeting someone from uh, some show they watch. I can't think of the show's name. Uh, some reality mm -hmm. show they watch. They ended up meeting, and apparently the guy was – he was a great guy. I don't know. I don't know the show, so I can't – Yeah, I don't that's know. The, that's their story to tell, TV, not mine. So, so the rumble yeah. starts, okay? Royal rumble starts. Big pop mm -hmm. from everyone, blah, blah, blah. And they start with the men's rumble. Now, this is where I want you to kind of jump in here, all right? Because you watched it from, from, you know, on delay, but you watched it at home. I was there yep. live. I thought this men's rumble was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, what I liked about it was, unlike past rumbles, we really didn't see much older talent, right? Just making a one shot. Like, yeah, we got the Booker T surprise, which I called ahead of time. Like it made sense. They're in Texas. Booker T's probably gonna yeah. be a surprise entry, which is fine. It worked out. He got his shit in, did a spooner rooney, and then got eliminated. Like that's perfect. That's the perfect spot yeah. for Booker T. That's all he needed to do. You give a yeah. uh, uh uh the crowd the pop and then we're good. We're good to go. Let the match continue. But other than that, the main focus was really, like, on current talent. Like, I really enjoyed that aspect of the Rumble. But, yeah, the men's Rumble was fantastic. Um, the only thing I would have probably changed, right, and this is going to lead to another discussion I think we're going to talk about the when we talk about, like, the end of the Rumble and uh, the end of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view and then just going forward leading into WrestleMania. I think Cody shouldn't have come in at 30. I was, I was saying... Throughout the whole week, it was 25, right? I think he was going to come out at 25. It ended up being Austin Theory. Congratulations. I played myself because when I heard <laughs> Austin Theory's theme, I'm like, oh, really? This guy? I just wish he didn't come in at 30. I wish it would have been maybe – I'm not saying he would should have came out like 1 or 10 or anything, but maybe like 20, 25, just a little bit yeah. earlier. Um, that's the only thing I would have changed. But, like, listen, Walter was like – if Walter – if people weren't fans of Walter already – after watching that Royal Rumble, it's like, dude, the, the dude was there the whole fucking entire match. Yeah, um, yeah. Listen, I know people have their opinions about Logan Paul, but listen, there's no doubt that this guy is just so talented in the ring. That spot with him and Ricochet, holy fuck. Like, I'm sure we've seen it in the past, like, in other promotions, but we've never seen it, like, in a place like the Royal Rumble, in WWE, like, in mainstream wrestling like this. And that spot was just fucking amazing. Um, there's a lot of great moments in this match. I really enjoyed it. Um, it pains me every time I see Johnny Gargano, who is who I'm a big fan of. I just hate the fact that they changed his theme song. That shit. Yeah. His, his new theme is god awful. I fucking hate yeah. it. Uh, but other than that, I thought this rumble was fantastic. Me too, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, watching it on delay. You know, of course, I knew 
the results, but I, you know, it's not like I knew everybody who came out at each number, you know, so I was still like watching it and being surprised, you know, when each person came out and it was a lot of fun. I agree. Um, they didn't overdo it with legends, which is good. Uh, the surprises in it, I thought were, were fine. I mean, we got edge, we got Logan Paul, we got Booker T. Um, I mean, really like that's really all you need, you know, uh, not too many NXT guys and actually no NXT guys in the, in the men's rumble, uh, which is fine because again, who, who would you have in it from NXT? You know, uh, I get Braun breaker, but like for what, you know, it just wasn't needed. You know, uh, they didn't struggle with, with needing people to, to fill the 30 man rumble. Like everybody in it deserved to be in it. I'm glad Sami Zayn wasn't in it. Thank God. I'm telling you, if Vince was still running the show, he would have been so clueless and he would have put Sami Zayn in there. And I said, if Sami Zayn's in this rumble, he needs to win it because then we'll get a Daniel Bryan situation on our hands where people are going to want him to win and then if he gets eliminated and then and Cody wins it's going to be like the Batista thing all over again so I'm glad that they didn't put Sammy in there he did not belong I agree 100% with the Cody thing uh with him coming out at number 30 listen if you didn't announce him if he was a, a complete surprise it would have made sense 30 cents but you you already announced him so everybody knew at number 30 that it was going to be him so it's kind of just like, well, I mean, if not him, then who else would you have put at 30? You know, I if, don't know. If Cody but, came out at 20 or 25, it would have made more sense for Logan Paul to come out at 30. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have hated that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't have I've booked it that way. But I, it, it is what it is. It didn't right. really... It didn't hurt Cody. Right, just, it didn't a hurt, it, it it, just a little nitpick. Just a little nitpick because yeah. I really enjoy the Rumble. I listen. Overall, there... we're gonna we're gonna go through this card, but like overall, and I don't know how you felt watching it on TV, but I thought the Royal Rumble, top to bottom, was a great show. Like I already, I put the Royal Rumble like already, and I ended up watching it back as well too. Um, I did have like a different opinion about like one match specifically, um, watching it on TV, but just being there live, I thought the whole show was fantastic. Like. It's already like mm -hmm. on my list of like pay-per-views of like that I would like to talk about at the end of the year this year. I thought the Royal Rumble was great. But um any any last things that you want to mention about the uh, about the men's rumble? Uh no, just the just the fact of like, you know, again, giving my props to Gunther and he's really gonna skyrocket from this, I hope. And he's uh you just love seeing that star making performance. You know, everybody talks 1, about the winner of the 1, rumble, but like usually like it's you talk about the winner, but you know, I think guys like him deserve credit too because you know lasting for over an hour in there i thought it was awesome and i love too how him and cody the final two they had a legit match it wasn't just like a two minute type of thing where it's like um you know Yo, they, they, they legit had a match after the rumble right, that's pretty much right. what it was i love that it's like it's like logan paul eliminates seth rollins and then cody eliminates um um logan paul and then it's not like cody eliminate and eliminated gunther right away you know like they actually had a match and i, I just i love that i think it was awesome just one last thing um, to wrap up on the men's rumble. What I also love too is how Cody kind of gave like a little like wink and a nod to his former elite brother. Oh, I loved that. The yep. whole kissing the two sweet, then shooting yep. the gun into the the WrestleMania sign. I love that because like you know so fans fans love to speculate and like oh you know the young bucks hate cody cody hates the young bucks yeah, Listen, yeah regardless whatever which i don't even think there were real issues maybe there was some disagreements but like listen there's a bond between those men that forever forever, forever. it's unbreakable yeah. listen there, there's there's plenty of families that don't agree on shit all right there's sometimes dysfunction but at the end of the day you're always gonna have that bond and cody has gone on record 
a plethora of times how much the Bucks and Kenny and just those core people that were in start from the beginning to start this revolution, how much they mean to him. So like, just because without without them, he would never be in the spot that he's in right 1, now. And he doesn't take that for granted. He doesn't just he didn't just get up and leave AEW and be like, screw you guys. And it wasn't like he used them to get back to where he wanted to be and just like forgot about where he came from. Like he still gives nods and appreciation to them. And you just love to see that. Now, yeah, were there issues with the, with them, you know, at the end of the AEW run? Maybe some disagreements. Were they as close as they once were? Maybe not. I don't know. But the Young Bucks hating Cody for leaving is ridiculous because the amount of people that the Young Bucks have seen leave them right. to go to WWE. I mean, Adam Cole, Kevin Owens. AJ I mean, Styles. the list, AJ, the list goes on and on. They hate everybody. Do they hate all those guys? No. Okay. And I think the, the Young Bucks even put in their Twitter bio yeah. that the, the two sweet um, emoji and, and the, gun. the gun emoji too. I just, you know, I mean, again, there's love there. There's but love I, there. But I love to see love shit like that. I love that. to see that. I love Me to see too. That. I love that. And so now that's, that's there forever. Like Cody's on camera doing this, mm -hmm. doing this, pointing like forever. That's like an iconic thing now. So it, hey, um, I loved it too. And for the, and for the record too, just to just to wrap up on that, Cody didn't have to do that. He did that because absolutely he wanted not because he wanted. Yes, to. of course, of he, course, yeah. Everybody, everybody, especially the Bucks. You know that you could say those two more so than anybody else. But of course, you know Kenny and everybody else mm -hmm. played a part in that as well. But. The Bucks, man, like, again, doing all in together with, with Cody. And, uh, again, it's without them, without them bringing him into the Bullet Club. Yep. Getting so close, getting all, getting so red hot, Cody would not be in this situation right now. 1,000%. All right, Ryan, I really want to get your thoughts on this. I want to get your thoughts on this pitch black match between Brian oh, and, and yeah, yeah. What, 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 this is why, so, What's your thoughts? This is, this is why... <laughs> Uh, you know, you you were there, so you enjoyed the Royal Rumble, you know, full show from beginning to end. I can't say I enjoyed the whole entire thing. Uh, it, you know, this was just a freaking, I don't know, take it away. I don't even know how I even okay. want to start talking. So it's a mess. this is where when I watched it live, I thought visually it was really cool. The match was what it was. And I thought the ending like with the. With Uncle Howdy jumping off, completely missing uh, L.A. Knight, but still just the visual of that, and then the puppets like watching the whole thing. I thought that that was cool and unique. Um, now keep in mind I was there live, but then watching it back on TV, I'm like, okay, now I understand why watching it on TV it didn't have that same effect. So here's my thing: the match was what it was. I think they could have done a lot more within the match yeah. i think they could have we could have seen some fire i think we could have seen not the fire that we got at the end of the match with the with the miss like like you know overshooting the elbow drop I'm not talking about that but i'm talking about like fire within like the match like by the ring shit i think we could have saw something like that the mm. match was what it was but visually i thought it looked really really dope like i was making the joke to like low and iridian i was telling like yo just watching this like how like the neon lights or whatever Joey Janela's probably calling like Brett Lauderdale right now and saying like, "How can we make this happen for Spring Break?" <laughs> like, yeah, like visually, yeah, they, like, they would do it better. Like visually, it li really looked unique and like dope. Like I like the like neon color stuff like that, and maybe because like I'm the type of guy that's kind of like out there, right? Like I love shit like that. Like I'm the type of guy that will go like the like extra mile to like wear like certain shit like that. Like I like stuff like that. So maybe that's the reason why I liked it. But the match was what it was. Like the match was like whatever. I did like 
the puppets overseeing everything. Obviously, we're going to get more of a story with, like, what's going on with Bray. And then if you watch, like, the press conference afterwards, you know, Bray Wyatt does seem like he's in a really good place mentally. And he's happy with how this story is going. I just think we need to get more. Like, we're getting a lot of... We're getting more question marks and answers here, and we need to get more. We need to, we need to like, we need to process the story a little bit more faster, you know? Because I, I understand the crit. Like, I'm not there yet. Like, I'm not saying like I'm over Bray Wyatt. I'm, I'm getting tired of this shit. I'm not there yet, but I do understand why people are getting bored with it and saying like, give me something more. Okay, the, I thought the match was what it was. It's not something that I'm gonna. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's not something that it's going to be memorable. You know what I'm saying? I think the only thing memorable about the match is how it looked visually. And also, Bray Wyatt's entrance live is a whole different level now. Let me tell you. Like, I've seen his yeah. Bray Wyatt entrances in the past, like before, like either the world's Bray Wyatt. But this specific, like, version of Bray Wyatt with the new theme and everything, man, that is, that's something else, bro, witnessing that shit live. Yeah, so, I mean, this is my issue, man. Like, I do like Bray Wyatt. I do appreciate the fact that he's trying to be ultra creative and do things that have not been done before. He even said that in the press conference. Like, he wants to be different. He wants to try new things because if not, what are you doing this for? I totally understand and appreciate that. I really, really do. But I got to be honest, man, none of this shit has worked, okay? The Fiend gimmick... This is all my opinion, too. I don't know if you know, if anybody else enjoyed it. I know a lot of people did. That's great. For me, I enjoyed it in the beginning. And then after a while, I was so done with it. And I'm getting to that point here. I know you said you're not there yet. I think I am there because this has been going on for so long now. Right. And I still don't understand the story. So how could something be going on for about three months now and you still don't understand it might what be longer than three months, do. bro. It might be longer than three months. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, probably, probably, yeah, four months maybe. I just, I don't get it. I don't get the Uncle Howdy thing. I, I have no clue. And I don't think anybody does because they didn't. They don't really, like, explain it. Every promo Bray has, he talks about, he just goes on and on and on about God knows what. The only thing cool, like you said, is his entrance, his presentation. But when the bell rings... Everything he's been involved in, it's just god-awful. The match, like you said, what was that match? Like, what, what, like, it was nothing. It was quick. Okay, good, thank God. But nothing memorable. L.A. Knight, for God's sake, I mean, this dude is, this dude's a loser. He came off like such a loser. The Uncle Howdy thing, it just, it makes no sense. Nobody knows where it's going. Now, I know Brian Alvarez has said that it's leading to Uncle Howdy versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. I'll tell you right now, that's going to be the worst thing on the show. Damn. Absolutely man. the worst thing on the show. I, I can yeah. tell you without even knowing for sure. I just, man, if I was in San Antonio for this and, you know, I just got done watching an hour-long Royal Rumble match and I saw this match was on, as soon as Bray's entrance was over, I would have hit the freaking concourse in the bathroom. I just I just couldn't care less about this. I was contemplating even watching it, like because I was watching it on delay. Mm -hmm. I was like, should I watch this? I heard some some things about the Uncle Howdy thing. I'm like, I guess I got to see this for myself. And what a freaking disaster! You're so you're so just you're so just 
you're out. You're done with Bray. You're just over Bray. Uh, you just if they can resurrect it. And listen, I can't it, say you're it, wrong. I can't say you're. I can't say you're wrong. I can't sit here and try to defend Bray. I'm not like I said. I'm not there yet. But I understand the frustration. I understand like where is the story going? We're getting. We have more questions than answers now, right? And and I hate to be. I mean, that. I've same questions I've had since the thing first started on television. You know, mm-hmm. like the can you, the, the Sammy and Bloodline thing. Can you imagine it, what it started in August, July or August? Can you imagine it started then and in and in December we still had no idea where it was going or what was even happening? Like, how could you be invested in a story like that? You know, mm-hmm. and I don't think I, I don't think I'm the only one who doesn't understand the story. No, no, no. Uh, listen, you there's, there's like, a, I don't think anybody understands. I it think listen, at all. I'm in the I'm in the minority. I'm in the minority where I'm still like. All right, I haven't given up on on Bray's story or direction where this is going. Like I'm so intrigued by it. The majority is people that feel like you, right? Which I'm not saying you're wrong at because you brought up a ton of great points. Where it's like, where is this going? What is this? And then the presentation that we got, like on on Sunday, I mean Saturday for the Rumble with the with the pitch black match. You know, you some could make the argument. Regardless how I feel about the whole match visually, that probably did more damage than good. Yeah, I, I don't want to even say that I'm done with Bray Wyatt because, like I said, he just got back and I was happy to see him back. And I do enjoy the guy. But can we, like, resurrect this somehow? Can we, like you said before, can we speed this up? Can we, can we do it where, like... Can we make it a little bit easier to understand somehow, you know? Like, in his promos, can he stop using all these weird, like, phrases and big words? And can he just, like, make sense? And then can we stop, like, just seeing flashes of things on the screen and then, boom, it goes black and then we go to a commercial? Like, because you're just, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to say I'm completely done, but I'm really just not interested in it. And unless they do something to bring me back, and I'm not even so confident that they will... I don't care to see Uncle Howdy versus Bray at Mania. I don't care to see anytime Bray's on the TV. I mean, I feel like I just want to leave the room or do something else. And I hate how I feel that way, Dude, but that's just him. how I feel. Him. Can't blame you know, him. It just hasn't worked. None of this stuff that he's been involved in has been good recently. Dude, you're not wrong for that. Can't blame you. And the Bray and the Bray Wyatt stuff continues because – in the following match, the women's title match between Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair, which I think yep. they only gave them like eight minutes. It was a very quick match. Yep. I think they should have gotten more time, you know, a couple more minutes, two, three more minutes. That match ended. Bianca went over, rightfully so. And then we get more uh, Uncle Howdy stuff at the end of the match. Yeah, so again, I was going to skip this match too. And I was talking to one of my friends, and he's like, oh, no, nah, just give it a watch. You know, you see what happens post-match. I'm like... Okay, you know, I sat there, it was like five minutes, six minutes, whatever. I mean, boring-ass match, nothing happened, okay? Bianca obviously retains, no surprise there. So I'm watching this post-match, and then it's over, and I'm just like, I text my friend, I'm like, why did you make me watch that? You know what? I was like, you know this what's is so the funny same about thing we've been seeing for... What's so funny about that's how the audience felt live, too, because we get the dim light, we get the Uncle Howdy stuff, we were waiting for someone to appear, right? We were, yeah, that's what we were I mean, waiting for, time. right? We were waiting for someone to appear. The lights go out, and the whole crowd's like this, oh, shit. It cuts to an Applebee's commercial. We're like, yeah, what? Right, right. It's we're over, like, it's what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, the same thing we've been seeing on Raw. It's We see flashes on the screen, she becomes hypnotized, 
And that's all you get. That's it. It's done. Like, I mean, come on now. This has been going on for like over a month. I mean, we get it. She's connected to this somehow. Tell us how. Ugh, dude. I, I mean, listen, I'm all for long-term storytelling, but there is no story here. It's the same thing week after week. We're not getting any progress. Well, speaking about booking and stories, I have a lot of opinions what I want to talk about next, and that's the Women's Rumble. Okay, because yeah, yeah, that's uh, this is why too. This is why. And again, I'm glad you had a good time there. But I can't sit here and say that this whole show from start to finish was great because the two matches we just talked about and then what we're about to talk about kind of just like, eh. like it started the show started off great and then it ended great. But the middle was just like, so here's here's the thing about the women's rumble. The match was fine. The problem is. WWE needs to do a better job at, like, if we're going to really do this women's rumble, right, let's showcase these women more and get more, like, TV time with them, whether it's a backstage segment, because we only see the same core women all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, removing the champions from the conversation, right? We're only seeing like the Beckys and the Baileys and then the 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 Bailey Combat Club and then like uh Raquel Gonzalez. Like we don't see some of these women we don't see for weeks and then they pop up in the rumble. And it's yeah, like right. how do you how do you expect the crowd to be invested in the rumble match, the women's rumble match, when we don't see these some of these women at all? Like Dana Brooks in the match, and I'm like Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I was laughing my ass off, bro. Number three, Dana Brooks. Like, so where the hell like, have you been? Right. Yeah. So it's like Nobody watches. It's like the, the it's the same argument with like when people get on us like with like AW like oh we should watch Dark and Elevation right oh well she was on main event who the fuck watches main event nobody I watches know, main that, event. I didn't even know that show was still a thing right so like I don't care who's on main event nobody watches that shit so yeah. like if you want this women's rumble to be and listen there's been past women's rumbles that have been great right but this one specifically being there in the audience it's like yo these women are busting their ass and i don't think the match was bad but the crowd wasn't as hot a lot of people were sitting down during this match and it's like while during the men's match everybody was standing up right but during the women's match man there was a good chunk of people sitting sitting down and it's like you got to do a better job for your for the crowd to be invested in the match, you know, because these women are busting their ass. And like I said, I thought the match was cool. I did enjoy the match, and I'm happy Rhea Ripley won, right? Especially doing that accomplishment, coming in at number one, and just outlasting the fucking whole thing and winning the whole thing, right? I think that's an awesome moment. And also credit to Liv Morgan being right there with her, too. I think that's something that's been overshadowed because, yeah, Rhea Ripley won the match, but Liv Morgan was right there with her during the whole yeah. match. This match did have some cool moments. Like I thought the the Oscar bringing back the Kana look, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Lacey Evans and, and Roxanne Perez from NXT, I thought they had a great showcase in the Rumble match. Uh, Zoe Starks, I'm a big fan of hers. I think she needs Me to too. be she needs Me to be too. moved up to the main roster. Like hopefully after Mania or something. Cause she she's ready. Yeah. She has the presence. She's just like she's just a, and she's like an alpha woman. When she's in that yeah. ring, like that's how she stood good out she to is. me in that match, really, just in a big way. She's just great, but um, yeah, WWE needs to really do a better job, like investing more in these women if they really want to do this shit the right way. And I feel like in previous Rumbles they have done that, um, but also in previous Rumbles you have more women's legends. This yeah. time around you didn't get that. And listen, I'm not, I'm not against like having less legends in Rumble matches. I'm fine with that. But like if you're gonna put 
more women to showcase in the match. Hey, let's let's give them time leaning up to the pay-per-view where we see their face. Not like having yeah. Dana Brooke show up at number three and you're like, what the fuck? Where the fuck she's been at? No, I agree. And I, I do love the fact that they bring the same women in. I mean, yeah, you had, uh, you know, Michelle McCool. I think, was she the only one? Was she the only legend in the match? Uh, I believe uh, so. Legend? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe, believe so. so. Yeah, she, she had the Booker T. Was... She had the Booker T. Spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she came out of the crowd. I thought it was pretty cool and unique. But I just, I love how we didn't get the Molly Hollies. We didn't get, you know, like like the same people over and over because like you can't keep bringing them in every single women's Royal Rumble because you don't have thirty women on the roster that you can use. I mean, you know, it just gets redundant after a while. So like last year they brought in Molina. Okay, it was the first time she did the, the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, but you can't keep bringing in the Trishes and the Leaders every right. single year. So I do love how they didn't do that. But, yeah, I mean, the Zialees, the Natalias. Um, I mean, like, the women like that, that people just don't care about and haven't really been featured prominently on television. Well, Natty was coming back from injury. So that one, I don't I don't really knock too much because Natty okay. was coming back from, back from injury. But, like like you said, like a Zialee and, like, a Shotzi. Like, th- these are women that we yeah. haven't seen, like, in weeks. And then they just show up at the Rumble. It's like, where the fuck right. have you... Like, how come women that we see on a weekly basis, they have to qualify to be in the Rumble, yet we haven't seen you in weeks and you had to qualify to be in the Rumble match? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very, yeah, yeah. It's very like, hypocritical. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, the match... I'm not going to say the match was bad. You know, everybody busts their ass. So I hate to always say, oh, this match sucked. You know, it, they everybody worked hard. Um, I just feel like it was a little boring. Up until, like, the end. The ending got really good. Like you mentioned with Asuka bringing the Kana gimmick in. Um, the final, I guess it was final three. I thought, gonna, spot... I thought you were going to mention the return of Nia Jax. Oh, God, yeah. GC, I totally forgot about that because, again, How I... How can you forget I... they completely botched the countdown? Yeah, yeah, right. All right, let's talk about that. I mean, my goodness, how the hell does that even happen? I mean, really, her music hits and everybody just stands up. They're like, what the hell? And all of a sudden you see the clock on the bottom of the screen and then all of a sudden they just ditch the clock. I just want <laughs> to... Because I was like, no way they're going to count it down now with her you, music playing. I'm, I'm really curious. Like, it's like one of these things where, like, they're on their, like, you know, computer thing gimmick and it's kind of like us, like, you know, like when I hit, like, a drop, right? Bitch! Yeah. Like, it's just they hit it by accident and then they're telling yeah. Ajax, oh, go, go, go! Is it, like, one of the... No, is guess, that what happens? Yeah, because you can't like you can't press it, have the music hit, and then cut it. Because then everybody knows it's her anyway. So you kind of just had to roll with it and pretend like it wasn't a botch, or or maybe, well, no, because it wasn't. Because then you saw. I was gonna say maybe it was a clock botch. Maybe it was supposed. The clock was supposed to. Uh, it, it was whatever. You know how many? What is it? A minute? Uh, two minutes? Whatever. Ninety seconds. Like ninety seconds. Yeah. So like. Um, maybe it was 90 seconds and the clock just botched and they're like, all right, just play the music then. But then you saw the clock on the on the bottom of the screen, so I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, this seems to me like it was only a one-time thing with Nia Jax, so, like, whatever. Um, but my goodness, man, uh, she she came out looking the same exact way she always looks. And, again, I'm not trying to fat shame anybody. I do not want to do that. But, like, didn't get into better shape. Just... Look the same. I will, I will, say, I will say, if there's anything nice to say about Nia Jax, all right, I'll be the one to say it. Yeah, please, hair- please, please tell me a nice thing, because what I was going to say was she got in the ring and started throwing people around looking as careless as, as can well, be again. Well, well, that, well, you should just expect that, Ryan, okay? Oh, well, yeah, I did, but no, may, maybe her hiatus would have given her a little bit more. Maybe she trained a little bit more. I, I don't know. What I will say is her hair looked really nice. Her hair looked nice. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll compliment her, her hair. 
or what the curls, you know. Nah, the hair, sure. like the, the hair looked nice. That's that's the only nice thing I'm about to say Nia Jax. But they, here's the thing with Nia Jax. Nobody wants to see Nia Jax. No, no, just nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. I really thought about that 30 spot. I thought it was going to be like a Naomi. That's what I thought. Naomi um, yeah, would have been yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whose call that was to bring Nia Jax in. But like I said, it seems right now. I'm not. Who knows? They could always sign her again. Oh no! Seems right now it was a one-time thing. So thank goodness for that. And again, what a waste. I mean, she comes in, everybody beats her down, and she Wait, gets tossed out. You know what's out. crazy, like, bro? You know, you want to know what's what? crazy? Granted, nobody wanted to see Nia Jax, but for whatever reason, San Antonio popped for her. They popped. Yeah, I mean, I don't listen, know. It was a pop for a surprise. A I don't know. It was a pop because they they botched the timing with the clock. I don't know what kind. I don't know what was the purpose of the pop, but the fans did pop. Yeah, hey, good for her, I guess. Getting that, getting that pop, and you know, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of her. Never really was a fan of her. I just think she really can't. She's just not like that typical big woman, you know. Like we've seen, like like an awesome Kong or something like that. She just can't do a lot in there, you know. And it's just like, I don't know. She doesn't click for me. Doesn't hit. All right, all right. Let's let's just try to let's try to let's try to point out. Let's the get pop. us back on track. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to what I was going to say. I was going to really compliment the final three in that spot towards the end on the outside of the ring yep. on the on the apron when Oscar sprays the mist. Uh, the mist. She misses Rhea Ripley. It goes into Liv Morgan's face, and then um, and then Oscar ends up getting eliminated, and then Rhea like like you know slips on the on the ropes, shoulding the ropes, and um, and then Liv is like you know punching her uh, you know her hand to try and get it loose, and then I love the spot where she just takes her by her her legs With and her just legs, flips yep. her over. I thought that was so unique and such a great like way to win. So so different. Rhea Ripley's such a fucking badass, man. I love yeah. Rhea Ripley. I think she's just so awesome. And there's like, yes, yeah, she's a badass. Yes, yeah, she can fuck you up. But there's also like a very cool factor to her too. And just yeah. her like pointing to the sign and then sitting at the apron the way she was. And I'm just like, man, she's just so fucking cool. And the right person went over, and and I know a lot of people, not not even a lot, a lot of people. I'll say like there, there was like a very small minority that were vocal, like oh, the Rumble winners were very predictable. So the right people went over. The right yeah. people that were, were supposed to win the Rumbles won the Rumbles. Like so it's now we're every year. now we're complaining that it's predictable. Yet when it's someone that nobody wants to see win the rumble and they win the rumble, we're gonna bitch about that too. Like, come on, man, really? This is what we're doing. Yeah, listen, every year it's it's predictable, man. I mean, there's always a front runner, and you always have in the head like, oh, I think this person's gonna win, and most of the time that person ends up winning. They really don't really call too many audibles, you know. Last year, everybody knew it was gonna be Brock and Ronda. Um, you know, it's it's everybody knew it was gonna be Cody this year. Rhea Ripley was the only really woman that made sense. The only other person I could have seen was Bailey. And I said this on the show. I think the first show we did when I was in studio, I think, you know, we had a conversation of who do you think is going to win the women's Royal Rumble or what would the championship matches you would book for Mania. And I literally said Rhea and Bianca and I said Bailey and and Charlotte. Okay, we're not getting that. But getting, I mean, I was on the right track with Rhea Charlotte being in one of the Rhea. big time matches. Listen, I, so. listen, whoever bet on that, because I for sure thought it was going to be Bianca and, and, yeah. and Rhea and Mania. Yo, yeah. whoever bet on Charlotte and Rhea, 
man, I hope you won a good chunk of money because I did not see that coming at all. <clears throat> but let me tell you, I actually don't hate that. I, I don't hate it either. People, it's a redemption a of, story. It's a redemption yeah, story. I don't hate it. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, from WrestleMania 36, the pandemic mania. Rhea uh, wants revenge on Charlotte. She wants that big win yeah. against her at Mania. It in, makes in a more sense. Crowd. And, she, and she wants yeah. to. Oh, man. Yeah. It's going to be so I good. have no issues with that. I wanted Rhea and Bianca. But now I'm like, okay, Rhea and Charlotte, let's do it. Like, I'm down for it. You it looks what, like we're going to get Oscar versus Bianca. What, so I'm fine with that, too. That's great. What's dope about that, too, is that. There's a story already there with Charlotte yeah. and Rhea. So it, it kind of makes sense. Like I yep. said, wasn't expecting it, but I don't hate it. Uh, no, it's no problem with that. All right, Ryan, I want to ask you a question, okay? You're Shoot. you're you're a little bit younger than me. So I want to ask this question. So this Hardy guy, not Matt Hardy, not Jeff Hardy, oh. but... <laughs> no, 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 no. If you're going to ask me if I know anything about this guy, I know nothing. No, no, no. Uh, not, not that, not that. Uh, but so... Hardy was the theme song for the, the whole Rumble, all right? I, yeah. I can't, Sold Out, I believe, is the name of the song. I don't think the song is bad, all right? I'm not a country guy. Just because I'm wearing a cowboy hat doesn't mean, listen, I'm not a country guy. I don't listen to country music. But mm -hmm. I do listen to a lot of different things, all right? I listen to hip-hop. I listen to rap. I listen to metal. I listen to hard rock. I listen to reggaeton. I listen to Spanish trap. I listen to a whole bunch of different things. I listen to house music. I listen to everything, okay? I don't think this record's bad. I thought it was a cool record. Me personally, I think it would have made sense to get Tech Nine's face-off record for the Rumble, because it, it just it, that would have been the perfect theme for the Royal Rumble. Well, that's just <laughs> me, okay. But this record wasn't bad. I, I didn't need the live performance, okay. I I skipped through the live performance when I went back and watched it. But was the live performance really that bad? Like, does it deserve the criticism it got? Or do you think it's overblown? Be honest, I Ryan. I think it was overblown. Okay, um, okay. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I, I you. mean, listen, live performances are really hit or miss. I'm not a huge concert goer, I'll be honest. But, you know, I've seen clips of concerts, things like that. Live performances are really hit or miss. They really are. And I don't know if you remember, um, it was Cody's entrance. I think you were at the show. The one... Um, AEW Revolution. Yeah, when they downstate played him out to the ring. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. That's Everybody the, shit yep. all over that. I didn't think it was that bad. I don't remember people shitting on that. I oh man, on my Twitter timeline, everybody was shitting on how awful it sounded. And but then I was again, like, really? But, I thought but, it sounded pretty cool. But then again, I'm a bit biased because I'm a big Cody Rhodes guy and I love the theme song, so I was probably singing during the match. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm being <laughs> so, there live. So if you Understandable. Want, listen, so if you want, but make sure you subscribe to Russ Friends. All right, yeah. you're gonna see me and Oridian doing a duet. To Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm a little bit biased. So maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. But I honestly do not remember people shitting on the entrance. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it just goes without saying that, like, whenever there's a live performance, you, people are going to love it or people are going to hate it. I mean, look at the Super Bowl, too. The halftime shows, people either love it or hate it. It's like the biggest freaking debate, and I could care less. So this is the same exact thing. It's okay. like, I think it's overblown. I mean, did it sound great? I guess not, but also too that I mean I also didn't sit there and watch the whole like however long it was. I, I listened for a little bit and then I fast forwarded it. Okay, and I know that um, like this went on right before the main event, and I know the show went pretty late. So like the fact that they put this concert on at like so late in the show, it's kind of just like get on with the main event already. You they know, should have opened I, up. I, the I think show that's a lot that. of people's um, problems with it too. It's like. Why are we getting this? Like, I just want to see this main event, you know? You know, I wonder if the show would have opened up with the little concert before the men's rumble. I wonder if it would have had, like, a different, like, reaction to it. 
I think if you did this after um after the men's rumble, mm-hmm. just get a little cool down, you know, just right. people are gonna naturally probably get up and go to the bathroom because it's it, you're sitting there for an hour and a half watching a match, one match, and it's just like afterwards people just tend to get up to walk around or whatever. I think you could have placed this there, like after the men's rumble. That's where I would have done it. But all right, speaking of uh rumbles and men's rumbles and women's rumbles and all that stuff let's talk about the main event because the rumble did not close out this show you knew if they were going to close out with the world title match something big was going to happen all right yeah i know everybody thought the rock was coming in (laughs) so kevin owens came out big pop roman reigns came out also big pop let me tell you something about that roman reigns entrance i said it to you at survivor series that Roman Reigns entrance, one of the best entrances mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the in the business today. I legit for the 15 minutes during that entrance, I did not put my arm down. I had that mm-hmm. one up. Okay, I finally put the one down after Roman put his both titles down in the middle of the ring. After that power went out and he put those titles down, that's when I brought the one down. Okay, I had no feeling in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> by the time his entrance was over because I was just kept I kept raising that one up baby yeah, I was gonna say it's a long entrance too long so. entrance baby raising that you one really up. got that shoulder workout huh um dude the entrance was fantastic I thought the match was really really good I told I think I thought they told a really really good story and just the viciousness of Roman towards Kevin Owens and Sammy uh, Zane's reactions even the hesitation with the chair um Telling Sammy telling Kevin Owens to stay down. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. I love, besides the story within the match, I love the story that was happening outside of the match. Paul Heyman getting into Sammy Zayn's face. Like, I loved all that. Loved all that. Paul Heyman has one of the be- be- best facials, reactions when it, oh, in, the, in oh, wrestling man. today. Like, I love it. Um, Roman Reigns goes over. And this is when shit hits the fucking fan. I told you this before we hit record. This was what this was like watching a Spanish novella, all right? A Spanish soap opera. It was so good. It it had the crowd so invested. We just man, it it was it's hard to explain. It's very hard to explain for me. Especially being there live, it's kind of hard to explain how I felt. But Roman getting into Sami Zayn's face after they after the bloodline just beat the fucking snot out of Kevin Owens. They caught him handcuffed. Um, super kick after super kick after super kick to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is just like, just like dragging his body handcuffed, like just laying there. And Roman Reigns is about to hit him with that chair. And then Sami Zayn goes like, no, that's enough. You're, this is beneath you. That's enough. That's enough. And Roman is just looking at him like, really, bro? You're going to stop me? He gives him the chair. Sami Zayn takes him. He's like, I don't want to do this. That's not, I don't want the chair. And Roman's just yelling at Sammy like, I gave you all this. You would be doing jackass shit if it wasn't for me. I brought you in this. You're in too deep. And it's kind of like a gang, right? It's kind of like that gang mentality when it's like you're part of this gang and then the gang does something that's just like a little bit too far. And now you want out. But the gang's telling you like, nah, you're in this now. You're in too deep. You're not doing. Nah, you you can't leave now. And and there was that one second, I don't know if you noticed this. Roman gets in Sami Zayn's face, and Sami pushes back a little bit, but then he, he takes a step back again. It's like he he gets in Roman Reigns' face, and the crowd even popped at that point, right? And then 
Sammy goes like, no, 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 I need to fall in line. No, I'm doing it for the bloodline. And even prior to that, too, there was a second where Sammy was holding the chair and the crowd just starts losing his mind, cause losing their minds, because they think that Sammy's gonna hit Roman with the chair at that point. But then Roman turns around and then Sammy hesitates. But when Sammy finally nails Roman with that chair shot, holy fuck, Ryan. Yo, I've been part of loud reactions before. Like mm -hmm. I, I've I've been very fortunate. You have too, Ryan. You have too. Yeah. Been very fortunate for pops, right? For loud pops. You know, we'll we'll go we'll even take it back that's bloodline related. We'll take it back to Survivor Series when Jay Uso hugged Sami Zayn finally, finally accepted it. The crowd popped. Huge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It being that Alamo Dome, hearing the pop for that chair shot, and visually how Paul Heyman just mouth is completely dropping. The rest of the bloodline are just like shocked. Jay Uso screaming, What did you do? But you see Sami Zayn's face to Jay Uso specifically telling him. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Like, like it's like he didn't want to do it, but he had to because he had to put a stop to Roman. Yeah. Oh, and then Jey Uso not being part of the beatdown after. And then Jimmy being the one to super kick Sami Zayn down. The guy, the handshake and how they had a bond before Jay and, and, and Sammy yeah. had a bond. Yeah, yeah. They were the they were the ones that had the bond. Don't you remember? Look at Jimmy, man. Who doesn't love Jimmy? Look at him. He's smiling and shit. <laughs> yep. And Jimmy being the guy that pulled the trigger on beating the shit out of Sami Zayn. And Jay just wanted no parts of it. Like, oh, it was full circle because, like, people forget, like, you know, this emotional roller coaster, right, that Sami Zayn's been on. Like, Sa like everybody else accepts him in the bloodline, right? Jay's finally accepted him. Jimmy's been accepting him. So, Sokol, man of a little words, but he's accepted Sami Zayn also, right? Roman just has this guy keeping on like, no, you got to do this. You got to prove this. You got to prove that. It's like, how much does Sami Zayn have to do to say right. that he's part of the bloodline? He's Sami Uso, right? What does this man have to do? And then seeing all that, now Jay Uso's reflecting back when Roman was putting him through all this shit back in the pandemic days. Yeah. But then also, he also has mixed feelings because was he right about Sami Zayn all along? Of him not trusting him. But then when they finally connect and they finally bond, it's like, but Sami Zayn was also there for me. When Jimmy got hurt, he replaced him and we retained the tag titles. We celebrated together. So it's like, in Jay Uso's mind, it's like, fuck, how, what do I feel right now? It's yeah. like, man, it, it, it was such a, it was like, it was like, a, it was like a novella, bro. It was like a novella, watching a Spanish novella. It was so perfectly told it took you on a roller coaster of an emotions and just to hear the crowd unified saying fuck you roman we have not heard that chant it's been it's been years since we heard a chant like yeah. that okay everything the last time we heard a chant like that if i had to take a wild guess was probably when he when roman defeated undertaker yeah the night after uh, wrestlemania 33 yeah, if i had to take a wild guess okay yeah. Yep. Man, and and listen, Roman's beloved, all right. Like like Rome, this version of Roman Reigns, people love Roman Reigns, but it just goes to show you the love for Sami Zayn is just, yo, Sami Zayn is just at another level right now. And you know, we we have a WrestleMania thoughts, and we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. But I just want to hear your thoughts on like just everything about the main event and just like after the match. 
Yeah, I mean, so many layers to this, man. Uh, just unbelievable. What a freaking closing angle to the show. I mean, dude, there's nobody in this. Ever, I mean, people who want because I know a lot of people wanted The Rock here. All of those wishes easily went out the window. Yeah, I mean, the way they did this could not have been done any more perfect. Like you just said, the facials on every single person in that ring involved in this story, the way it was done, the little things here and there, like you said, where Sammy takes a step forward, then he takes a step back, vice versa. You think he's going to hit Roman with the chair, Roman turns around, and then he eventually does do it. Everything was just so perfect. It took you on just a ride, man, just an up and down ride. And you just like could not take your eyes off the screen, man. Like you just like... Everybody in that arena, too, was just, like, mesmerized so with what they were watching. I mean, this was, like, this is art, man. This was, like, cinema. This yep. was just, like, a freaking, could not have been done any freaking better if they tried. It came off so good. Everybody played their part to a T. And, I mean, yeah, one of the best closing angles to a pay-per-view I think I've ever seen. This is undoubtedly the best story that I have seen in wrestling in the past god i don't even want to i don't even know it's unbelievable man it really is unfreaking believable um how good this was i i must have watched it like 25 times when i was watching when i when i replayed it i just kept replaying it over and over so and over to hear that pop that pop when sammy hits roman with the chair has to be the loudest pop now, I don't know if, like, on the production, you know, on, on on Peacock, whatever, WWE has a tendency to, like, exaggerate things, you know? Like, nah, they could bro, either they, they could tone down booze and stuff Dude, like that. Live? I don't know if they did this, but I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't. This pop was so freaking loud. Just on TV. I can't even imagine being there. Bro, it was... It was... That, just being oh my there God. live during this whole thing, I legit had chills watching what I was watching. Yeah, I, I, I was, I knew I was watching, so, I was watching a moment. I knew I was watching yeah, something yeah, yeah. that was history making, and it was, yeah. it really was. It was excellent. I don't even know. I'm like at a loss for words to how how much I could praise this and put this over, but uh, it was excellent, man. It's gonna go down as one of the best moments of in all you know in all WWE history. Really, just one of the wildest, most memorable moments we have ever seen and here we go man full speed ahead now on the road to i mean what a way to kickstart the road to wrestlemania man because this is where it's going to get really really interesting and it already has it's like we saw on smackdown you know now we don't see jay uso anywhere to be found you don't know whose side you know ultimately we know what's going to happen here with the story um you know we know he's eventually going to side with roman and and his brother but just the fact of like now they're going to play this out now until Elimination Chamber where you don't see Jay and you don't know where his loyalty lies. I mean, geez, just adding another layer to the story. And again, anybody who wants to see Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania, I understand the Kofi Mania thing, the Daniel Bryan thing. You want Sami to be the same exact thing. I understand that. But let's be honest. In my opinion, Sami and the Usos is the real feud from day one in this whole entire thing, especially specifically Sammy and Jay, more so than Sammy and Roman. Listen, if they booked if they booked Sammy versus Roman at Mania for the title and Cody wasn't involved, I'm all for it. But I think the the story is better off with him and Kevin Owens 
taking the tag titles from the Usos. I really do. I think that's the better story. And the bigger match at WrestleMania is Cody and Roman. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, let Roman have two matches, night one, night two. Roman needs to lose one match to lose both titles. You can't have him lose on two consecutive days. I mean, really, this man hasn't been pinned since 2019. And all of a sudden now he's going to lose two days in a row. That's lame. Make him lose one time to Cody Rhodes. Have Sammy, you know, and Kevin finish the story with Usos, and that'll be that. I don't need Sammy versus Roman for the title at Mania. We're getting an Elimination Chamber. It's going to be crazy in Sammy's hometown of Montreal, but I think the real story is between Sammy and Jey Uso, and I think at Elimination Chamber, when Jey comes back and he turns on Sammy, a lot of people are going to, they're going to, really just understand that even more and they're gonna they're gonna be like wow you're right like the story here is between Sami Zayn and the Usos so there's a couple of I think there's a couple of holes that people are not realizing about this too and I'm gonna bring them up right now so I also do believe that the match we're gonna get at Mania is Kevin Owens Sami Zayn versus the Usos for maybe both sets of tag titles or maybe just one set of tag titles who knows a lot a lot of things could happen in the next two months but I think what people are also forgetting is unless WWE works out some type of deal, okay, I don't think the Usos are allowed in Canada due to the prior history. Mm, and if okay. that doesn't happen, WWE really needs to think of something because if the, the match that we're going to get at Mania is the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, I'm sorry, but... If we don't see an Usos involvement at Elimination Chamber or something down those lines, it's going to be very, very difficult for WWE to go forward with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Because, listen, Sami Zayn, you saw it on Friday night, bro. With that speed, listen, Sami Zayn right now is over. Like a different level of over. And... I blame this on WWE. As much as we're praising WWE and this pay-per-view and this great storytelling with the bloodline, I blame this on WWE, the dilemma they're in right now. Because to me, I really think it's a dilemma. All right? This is not on Cody Rhodes and this is not on Sami Zayn. It's not even on Roman Reigns. All right? This is on WWE's fault. Because if they would have kept the fucking money in the bank situation as an... as a fucking scapegoat, instead of just fucking cashing it on the United States title for no apparent reason... This could have been your scapegoat. They they could have done so much different things if they would have just played their cards right instead of just letting shit just go. Here's another thing, too. With the Elimination Chamber, listen, if you notice, the, the, the tag titles, they're getting defended separately. Why couldn't Roman just defend the, one of the titles at Elimination Chamber and, and just have him drop the title, one of the titles? And the title he would have dropped would have been the one that Cody challenges for. Maybe Sami Zayn causes Roman Reigns one of those titles. And then that's the reason we could have gotten Roman and Sami Mania. There's so many different directions we could have gone. And yeah. unfortunately, we're not getting that. But I do really think, as much as I do want Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, I do believe that's the, that's the match that we need to get at Mania. I really believe that. But at the same time, I also believe that there's a place for Mania for Roman and Sami as well. And I'm not saying it's a two-night thing. I'm not saying that either. Listen, I want Cody to challenge for the world title. He's earned that. He obviously won the Rumble. He deserves that spot. But, man, I feel like from what we've been getting leading up to this, 
They could have gone in so many different directions, and unfortunately, we're not getting that. I'm really curious what we're going to get at Chamber. I do feel like Roman versus Sami is going to be phenomenal. I really think this might be a match of the year candidate. I truly yeah, believe that. Very easily be, for sure. I think we're going to get, like, Vincent, Sammy. Listen, if Sammy comes out to his old theme song in Montreal, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Amazing mm. pop. But I really do think WWE's going to – they're going to really have an issue here. I'm, I am I hope it doesn't get to the fact that we get, like, people turning on Cody because I really feel like that's unfair for Cody. Like, and based on what we saw yeah. Monday Night Raw, Monday Night on Raw – Cody's like over as well. Like he's super over. The fans love him, right? I don't want to see the fans turn on Cody. I really don't want to see that happen. But at the same time, the Sami Zayn, they they really the Sami Zayn story and what we're getting right now, I honestly do think it's a dilemma. I think it's a it's a it's a it's a problem that they could potentially have after Elimination Chamber if we don't get no Usos involvement at the chamber. Yeah, I mean, listen, I understand fully, 100%. I mean, let's, let's let's be honest. This is all Vince McMahon's fault. I mean, the match last year, Brock and Roman for both titles. I mean, where he had no idea where it was going to go after that. After Roman had the two titles, he had no idea what to do after that. Let's be honest. And Triple H also had how many months now to figure out a plan to get one title off of Roman, and he couldn't figure that out. So, yeah, I mean, this is all on them. Um, I don't know how eventually they're going to split both titles. I, I really really don't know how. I mean, Cody wins both of them. I mean, listen, he can't be going on like this forever. I mean, unless you just have one world title, you, you just merge them both and you call it the WWE Universal title and you have one, it's one title instead of having two separate ones, which I don't see that happening because of the two networks, unless you want to have the champion go on both shows. I don't know. But yeah, it's very, very complicated. But I, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go. There's so many different directions. I agree with you where they could have gone. Um, but obviously the plan is Cody and Roman. We know that. I mean, they don't just put the graphic on there for no reason. And they're, the reason that they're putting that graphic together now is because, you know, okay, they're they're basically telling you, oh, plans could change if Sammy ends up beating Roman at the Elimination Chamber. But they want to market the hell out of Roman and Cody for as long as they can because that's a big match. It's a big marquee match. So you're not going to wait a couple more weeks to kind of start advertising that. You want to start doing it now. Plus, you know, more ticket sales and and merch and stuff who the hell knows they want to get moving on that i think if people didn't turn on cody on raw this past week especially after they showed the graphic and after his pro he comes out and he says the promo and he talks about roman reigns i don't think people are going to turn i on hope him. not i hope you're right bro i was I really worried think... about it at first but i don't think i don't think people are going to turn i'll on be him. right bro um and i hope not so so yeah that was the royal rumble afterwards we uh we were dehydrated we were hungry uh, we ended up going to a Wendy's, and let me tell you something. I don't know what's in San Antonio, but they have the best Sprite in the business today, okay? <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, man. I think the the, the person that was working drive through actually thought Casey was Rhea Ripley, I think. Oh, my God. Because he, he took, like, a double take. So I, I'm that's what I'm going with. I think that um, that's hilarious. That he really that thought so that funny. was Rhea Ripley. That, that's when you know your cosplay is on point, man. <laughs> right. When, and when this is after she took the wig off, take. too. This is after she took the wig off. Oh, my God. That's so, hilarious. Um, that's how great she was. And then, you know, we just kind of spent the last hours together, you know, just kind of like a little bit bummed out. But at the same time, like, hey, we're going to see each other again. And we yeah. uh, we got a couple hours of sleep. Nothing too, too crazy. We all had uh, different flight times. It was a long travel day for me because uh, mm -hmm. I unfortunately had to take a, I had a layover. But this is where uh, the story that everybody's been waiting for.
Yeah, yeah. You know, if you follow at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, you're going to see a picture with me. Guys, I don't even know this story. So this is all, this is, I'm hearing it for the first time as well. So you're going to, you see a picture of myself with the cowboy hat. Okay. With Edge and the lovely Beth Phoenix. So let me tell you how we got here. So I get to the airport. First of all, shout outs to Raul. They, he, uh, he dropped me off. Um, look, Leo's coming back, so he's going to even get to listen to the Edge story. All right? Just perfect go. timing. Look at that. We never talked about the Edge story. So I get to the airport. Raul, great guy, dropped me off. You know, uh, I told him, yo, we're going to see each other soon. Um, he dropped all of us off at different times. That's how, that's how much of a great guy Raul is. But dropped me off. We said our goodbyes. Get to the airport. You know, go through TSA, blah, blah, blah. It's the morning. Sipping on a Red Bull. I'm sitting down, charging my phone. You know, just kind of, I was listening to something. I forgot. I probably listened to a podcast or something. So I, in the corner of my eye, I see, oh, shit, look, it's Edge and Beth Phoenix. They were just walking. Um, and instantly, I'm like, oh, no. I already see this happening. I, so first they were talking to, which this was like very, this was very simple. It was very cool. I, I saw them talking to a, a father and a kid. You know, it was it, it wasn't being too much. They were just it was just they were just engaging with each other, whatever. But then little by little, you started seeing people just go to that direction. Little by little, pictures, selfies, sign this, sign that. Um, not only to Edge, but also Beth Phoenix as well. But it came to a point where Edge was getting a lot of the attention. And Beth Phoenix kind of pulled a homer and was like, if she pulled one of these, if people were, the, if people are watching me on, on on Facebook Live, they'll know what I'm talking about. So Beth Phoenix kind of pulled one of these, like slowly, <laughs> like started, like you know, like kind of go back, and then she just she ended up like walking to like sit down. I don't know how this happens, Ryan, but she, I ended, dude, I don't know how this happens. And this, uh, she ended up uh, walking to my direction and my area and i just said good morning beth and she was like hey good morning and she was like what's your name and i was like mario and we just started having a conversation were you wearing the hat yes i was wearing the cowboy it hat. was the hat it was the hat. <laughs> so uh we started having a conversation she asked me where i was from um i told her where i was from and then she was like oh i know elizabeth new jersey me and adam have worked out in this gym she mentions the gym i'm like i know the gym and uh we just start talking about uh we're talking about Rumble, but then we're talking about like a couple other things. We, she asked me about my tattoos, and then that led to like another conversation. Yeah, I'm like, wow. um, that led to another conversation because I was like, all right, Beth, you know, you, since you brought up the whole tattoos situation, I gotta openly admit that I'm a big fan of your husband to the point where, when he started the whole rated R superstar gimmick, I kind of adapted that moniker and I called myself Mr. Rated R to the point that I have it tattooed on my arm. And she goes like, oh, my God, I have you have to show my husband this. Oh, and, my God. <laughs> and I was like, sure. But um, Edge was still like talking to, you know, some of the other peckerheads that were there. They were there. And listen, I also want to throw this out there, too. For the people that that did have their interactions with with Edge and Beth, I'm not saying all of you guys were being obnoxious and like terrible. Some of them were being very respectful and very uh, courteous with their the, the time that was given to them. And listen, just treat like people like human beings. That's all I'm trying to right. say here. Right. Like, yeah. don't treat them like an object. Treat mm -hmm. them like an actual person, and you'll be surprised what you might get in return. Okay? So 
me and Beth were, were we were talking about like Beth was saying like yeah I really wanted to be in the Rumble this year but uh, it things didn't work out you know like how it did a couple years ago with like the one that Adam won which was the one that she was in remember she busted her head open and yeah, like there was yeah, like yeah. blood and I was telling her I was like it's funny that you mentioned that Beth because watching that. I thought you dyed your hair. And I'm like, oh, the red looks yeah. good on her. And she was like, you know what's so funny? There were so many people backstage that told me the same thing too. Like, I really thought you dyed your hair red. Like, it looks great on you. But it was like, no, she was busted open. So Edge comes and Beth tells this to Edge. He goes oh like, my God. Adam, I want you to meet my new friend Mario. Oh my God. New friend Mario. So I look at Edge <laughs> and he goes like, hey, Mario, nice to meet you. I'm like... Nice to meet you, Edge. And I'm looking, I'm looking at his big blue, beautiful eyes at this point. <laughs> and um Beth goes like, listen, he has like a lot of he, you know, he has like a really cool tattoos, and there's one specifically that I think you should see, Adam. So I'm like, like Edge, like, I'm I know you get this a lot, but like I generally do love you. Like you're you're just you're one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, top five dead or alive. Uh, to the point that when you started the whole Radar Superstar um, gimmick, that 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 persona, I kind of adapted it to myself. But my, a close friend of mine, we were watching Raw one night, and just the point that I was in my life at that point in my teens, a crazy teen, just living life. Um, my boy Rios goes like, yo, that's you, bro. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you think so? And he's, I'm like, yeah, that's you, bro. You're fucking Edge. And I'm like, Radar Superstar don't sound bad. So I adapted Mr. Radar. So I show Edge the tattoo. And he's like, holy shit, bro. He's like, <laughs> he looks at me and then he goes like, I could tell you're a real one. And that pretty much made my day at that point. And wow. then we just started talking and I told him how he pretty much like, and I'm not going to go into like details of the whole conversation we had. Cause that's yeah, the, 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 just the interaction that I had with both of them, not just edge, but also Beth Phoenix, like meant a lot to me because yeah. edge, like I said, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So, um, I told him how I felt about his return, how I popped huge and like legit, like after he won the rumble, well, no, after he returned, I mean, I bought my ticket for WrestleMania like that same night. I was like, all right, Edge is back and buying my ticket for WrestleMania. And then COVID happened and ruined everything. But yeah. I told him how I felt like watching his entrance. Like, like when he came out, you could legit see how he came out as Adam. But when he got down to do the pose, like he bent down and then you see that camera shot zooming into his face, his whole facial reaction turned to Edge. And he yeah. pretty much confirmed that to me. He told me like, you're absolutely right. I legit came out of there and... I was trying to hold it together like so much, just watching the crowd's reaction, how happy they were to see me, just as happy as I was to see them. And right before he got down to his knees to do like the pose and the power goes off, he tells me, he's like, he goes like, I legit was like, all right, Adam, you got to get it together. You got to get it together. And then boom, <laughs> he changed his facial reaction. You saw Edge back again. He poses, power goes off, and then he runs to the ring. And, um, what was really cool about my interaction with both Edge and, and Beth, too, was during our conversation, there were some fans that were coming up to me. And like I said, not all of them were being pieces of shit, right? There were mm -hmm. some that were being too much, but there was others that, that were being very respectful for it. But like after their interactions with the fans, they kept on jumping back to our conversation. That's amazing, dude. That's awesome. So, um, how many people thought you were a wrestler? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I ended up. I also ended up um, during that whole like 
conversation, I ended up also meeting Kevin Patrick, the the lead announcer for Raw. Um, oh, okay. Um, I was talking to him for a bit, and you know, in between the conversation, and then Beth was like, Beth, like before you leave, don't forget we got to take a picture. And I was like, okay, Oh my just, gosh, jeez. So we ended up taking the picture, and I don't know, I don't know what it was, but like I think Edge really could tell how much like he meant to me, and like, yeah. Cause like when we were when being we, true, cause we were sitting, we were sitting down during the whole conversation. Right. So when we finally, when I finally got up, um, I'm looking at edge. I'm like, yo, this dude's fucking jacked. Right. I'm, that's the first yeah. thing I popped. And, and Beth was just so sweet. First she was like, okay, I'm gonna take a picture. You know, I'm like, no, Beth, no, 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 Beth, you, you belong in this picture just as much as edge does. Like, I want you in this picture. So she was like, oh my God, you're so sweet. So we took the picture and, um, I just told edge like, Oh, Beth also was like, Adam, look at his sneakers. Look at his sneakers. Like he they he just popped for my sneakers because you know he's like a Jordan head like I am. Yeah. And um Edge just looked at me up and down and he's like, Yeah, man, I like this. I like this. Uh Jeez, man, that's awesome. We took the picture and I just looked at Edge once again and I just told him like Edge, while he's shaking my hand, he's like, he's like, you know, he has like my shoulder. I'm like, Edge, for real, dude, you really have no idea what what this moment means to me right now. This is gonna be something that that I treasure, treasure. You know, I cherish for a lifetime. And yeah. he's like, and I, I think he could tell, like, yeah, I could tell, yeah. like, the eye contact we we made with each other. And he was like, he was like, he was like, Mario, I appreciate all that, man. He's like, you know, it's fans like you that makes me want to continue doing this. And hopefully, we'll see each other again. And yeah, Beth he's... was very sweet too. And that pretty much like I didn't care about the layover. I didn't care about my long travel. Oh my day. god, dude! Like, you, you could have been delayed for like eight hours, and I and you probably wouldn't even cared, bro. Oh it, my god! It was one of the. It was like like and listen, I've been very fortunate enough, and this is me talking as a fan, not like the man that's just talking shit on behind this microphone, like on a weekly basis. This is me as a fan, like. I've been very fortunate to have like a really cool experience with like a bunch of wrestlers and just a bunch of like wrestling personalities, right? I've been very fortunate. But the Edge and Beth Phoenix one easily top of the list. Dude, that is something that is so memorable and like you said, like you'll never ever forget this interaction. Like I got chills like just by you telling me this like all this stuff and it just goes to show you know how to talk to people, you know? You're not this type of person where it's like you're just going to go up to somebody and act like a, a marquee fan. Oh, can I get a picture autograph and this and that? Like, you just like, good morning, Beth. Like, and that jump started everything just by being polite and again, just being respectful. It goes a long way. Like you said before, you know how to talk to people. And obviously, they really enjoyed talking to you if they were talking to you for that long. And even to other people coming up and, you know, doing their thing with them and then calling right back to you. I mean, dude, that's that is unbelievable. And, uh, Man, it just goes to show too what what like genuinely good people Edge and Beth both oh. are. You know, uh, I mean that's that's awesome. That really is just a great memory, man. I, I don't I, I don't think anything's ever gonna top that for you, right? I mean, like how it's, could it? Like that's it, just so yeah. surreal. That the picture you guys took is awesome too. It looks so great, uh, and the fact that it was her idea to take the picture, dude. Yeah, that's, man. Like, I mean, I'm, it's it's. I'm blown away by the story. Like, that's I'm, amazing. I'm, like just thinking about it like i can't help but smile because it was yeah. just such a it was something that i wasn't expecting you know and like i said of I've, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of cool moments with with, all, with a, a plethora of people right and just to add on to what you were saying with like just being respectful like just talk to people like they're human beings don't treat them like objects all right yeah. don't Simple chase them down 
like they're a fucking animal to take a picture or an autograph or something. Like these people, they're people, they're human beings. They have lives. Just being respectful and just having a normal conversation with them could go a long way. Could absolutely go. And this is your, you're absolutely proof of that, man. It's, it's, that's the way to go. Wrestling fans, peckerheads, anybody watching this who does the opposite of what Mario did, uh, take notes because again, it goes a long way. And I mean, that's, that's incredible, dude. It really is. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was awesome. And then when they, I think they ended up getting up early because, uh, I think they were going to go get something before they, 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 they flew out and they even said goodbye to me when they were leaving. She was like, safe travels, be safe. And I'm yeah. like, and it's like, man, how, how dope is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's, yeah, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Um, but overall, the whole Royal Rumble trip and experience in San Antonio um, was just fucking amazing. I love San Antonio. I love the friends I went with. Um, shout outs to Oridian, Casey, Lo, and Raul. They're, they're just a great group of people. I miss them dearly. Um, we'll see each other soon. And yeah, it was just great experience. And I think that's one thing. As much as I like to crap on like the wrestling community, you know, when when it comes to like you guys and like people that like them, like I really appreciate like the some of the people I've met, like outside of like the wrestlers and stuff like that. Like just people within this community, because there is great people. You just gotta really like find them, right? And um, yeah. you know, like even with you guys, like you know, we met a couple years ago in Philadelphia, you know, and then look at us now, yeah. right? You're on the fucking show now, yeah, right. <laughs> right? Part of the freaking show, like you know, <laughs> one of my good buddies. Like, yeah, I mean, you just. It, that's the best part about it too and like you know this this trip definitely seemed like one for the books and you'll never forget it with the with these friends you know and honestly like i know you know you say you miss all them and everything like that but it kind of makes it like not seeing them often mm-hmm. it makes for like when you do see them it's more special you right. know it gives you something to look forward to and that's why this weekend was so great because you guys haven't seen each other in a while and you're really getting to hang out with each other for the first time in months and now it's going to be the same thing you have to wait a couple more months to see them again at the next show or trip but uh yeah, I mean, uh, it's life's about making memories, man. And these trips are just, uh, I mean, me too. I've gone on so many of these trips and they're just so memorable that like you have these different experiences here and there that you'll never forget. And that's what life's about, man. So I'm happy for you. It sounds like a great time. I had extreme FOMO. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, you know, that's awesome. It was great, dude. Um, I thought the, like I said, I thought the Rumble pay-per-view, the show, the experience, just everything was awesome. Um, we went long here. We talked a lot about the Rumble. I just want to... Just th- then, something I'm gonna just throw out there, and you could just add on <clears> real quickly. Kota Bushi's now a free agent. Um, yeah. I know some people are speculating him going to AEW. I wouldn't mind him seeing making an AEW appearance, but I don't think he needs to sign an AEW contract. I think Kota Bushi would be like to best use for him would be just being a free agent and popping up everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. whether it's like an AEW or like an impact wrestling or like GCW or like, you know, he's going to do blood sport and like spring break for WrestleMania weekend. I think that would be the better use for him. You know, whatever Kota Obushi decides to do, that's on him. But like, mm-hmm. I think just from a fan's perspective, I would like to see him pop up all these different places. I think he said that too. He doesn't want to sign exclusively anywhere for a while. He just wants to freelance. And I think that's the best move for him too. I just don't know if like him signing with another company right away is just a good idea. Um, you know, after what happened with New Japan and everything, yep. just show up everywhere. And I think that's what he's going to do. I'm hoping he gets um, announced for Ring of Honor for WrestleMania weekend for Supercard. I think that'd be really cool because uh, him being announced for Joey Janela's spring ba- break, it's sold out instantly. And I think I just saw Bloodsport just sold out. And those are the two shows that he's announced for. So um, 
man, if he gets announced for Ring of Honor, those tickets will start flying too. And I think that'll benefit Ring of Honor because, you know, they'll get a good crowd for that show. And I'd probably be interested in getting a ticket to that as well. So, uh, yeah, listen, it's been a while since we've seen Kota Ibushi. Mm -hmm. He's been hurt for a while, I know. And he's got his issues clearly with New Japan. Uh, But I'm excited to see him in the States and uh, wrestle for all these different promotions. And, uh, yeah, the opponents that he could go up against, man, on not even just in AEW, but on the Indies. I mean, we're already seeing against Speedball. Um, Josh Alexander, we, we could see him like there's so like the 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 list is endless of like so many people he could like challenge like Josh Alexander someone at some point not even an impact it'd be like another promotion he could challenge like there's so many different wrestlers like in this realm that he could have matches with in the states. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Ban- it's, him uh, and Bandito uh, could probably awesome. tear it wait. up. Like it's just the uh, the list is endless. Oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure. Um, so we got a main the main event of Dynamite was Samoa Joe. And Darby Allen, I thought the match was fantastic. Samoa Joe is once again the king of television. This is what I want to say. This is this is my hot take. Okay, and people, and people, I think if you're a smart person, you'll probably agree with me. Samoa Joe's AEW run in one year, just one year, has overexceeded and overshadowed overshadowed everything he did in the WWE. That's my hot take. Even NXT or just main roster. I'll even throw NXT in there. And his NXT run was great, but I'll even throw NXT in there. In one year, everything Samoa Joe has done in AEW has overexceeded everything he's done in his whole entire WWE run. I don't think that's, uh, you know, a moot point at all. I I can agree with you. I think he's, uh, I mean, God, from the minute he walked in, not to me, I think one of his first few matches, he won the Ring of Honor uh, television title. He's still holding on to that belt. Yep. And then, yeah, you know, the uh, dropping the, the TNT title recently, we shit all over that decision. Not really shit all over it, but we were just kind of like, eh, like, why would they do that? And then I think you even said, too, oh, he could always win it back. And I said, yep. yeah, but, like, he throws momentum and stuff like that. But he ended up winning it back, and I don't really think his momentum is still. So, nah, he's still, um, he's still – we're getting, like yeah. – the Samoa Joe we're getting now is Samoa Joe from TNA Ring of Honor. That's mm. the Joe we're getting, which is great. That's the Joe that works best. That's the yeah, Joe yeah. you were looking no, for. Um, I'm so glad to see Samoa Joe doing his thing again because for the longest time in WWE, I enjoyed him as a Raw commentator, but I missed him in the ring. And I just, this is where he belongs. So I love it. All right. And lastly, I wanted to give a special shout out. Uh, It happened the week of the Rumble. And that was that awesome tribute match that Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe did for Jay Briscoe on his birthday on Dynamite. I thought that match was fantastic. It was very emotional. Um, you could tell both of them were very emotional before the match even started. Uh, I thought the match was fucking amazing. I can't think of two better guys. Obviously, Mark Briscoe, but Jay Lethal was the perfect opponent for Mark Briscoe. Um, I thought that, that match was great. And I was saying this to a buddy of mine uh, yesterday. You know, the Jay Briscoe's passing, I legit think about him and his family at least once a day. Like, it just it still mm-hmm. feels so surreal for me. I know there's some clips online about uh about his funeral that are, are circling with Mark Briscoe uh giving somewhat of a eulogy on Jay Briscoe. Um and yeah, man, uh, you know, just more uh positive positive thoughts and um just vibes going out to his family and and hopefully, you know, it, it seems like to me Mark Briscoe's gonna continue with wrestling, which is a great thing. Yeah. Whatever decision he wanted to do, hey, totally fine with me. It's his decision. But it it seems like to me, I could be wrong here that he's going to continue wrestling. And I think now, hopefully, we could see him, like, on AEW Dynamite, you know, uh, going forward, like, on AEW TV, maybe Ring of Honor stuff. Who knows? Maybe he'll be the one challenging Claudio for the world title. I don't know. But uh, uh, I think 
I think it's cool. It's it's unfortunate that it took this to finally see the Briscoes on TV because like seeing Mark Briscoe come out, I instantly thought like, man, it should be both of them right now watching them on TV. They you both know. should be coming out together. And unfortunately, that's not the case. But uh, I definitely wanted to give a shout out to to that match and AEW and Tony Khan for for doing that for Jay Briscoe. And also to just to add on to that as well. If you guys haven't listened to it yet, listen to Talk as Jericho. They did a Jay Briscoe tribute, which, man, it's a it's a very emotional listen. But you really get to uh, 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 another better idea of who Jay Briscoe was as a person. And yeah, there there was one point there without just kind of uh, no spoilers here, but there was one point. Um, it was towards the tail end of that episode where Jay Lethal was talking about Jay Briscoe and. Yo, my man Jay Lethal just starts breaking down, and I I I got a little bit choked up listening to that. So um, definitely, it's it's a very uh, it's a really good listen. So I definitely recommend you guys checking that out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the, the tributes are just gonna keep going on. We'll see what they do for Supercard, but I thought what they did on Dynamite was just fantastic. Mark's strength is just unbelievable, yep. man. I really admire it. He didn't show any signs of being emotional at all he kept it all together which I, is so Insane, ad- admirable yeah. um jay lethal who had like you just said he, he had a tough time keeping it together on dynamite and um just very very just very special uh moment i'm glad he got that the aftermath where they put the graphic on the screen and everybody comes out onto the stage i thought it was so well done yep. um yeah i mean listen i'm glad mark's going to continue the legacy of the briscoes and, and carry it forward where it goes i don't know but um yeah, listen, it's uh, it's just a really, obviously, we've talked at length about how much of a sad situation it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really heard any updates about his daughters or anything. I hope they're doing okay. No news is good news, so we'll just take that for what it is. And, uh, yeah, just keep praying for the family. And, uh, yeah, just uh, keep remembering Jay Briscoe. And, like I said, these tributes are going to keep going on. I didn't get to watch the tribute show. I know that's out there, I haven't too. Um, I haven't but I so, want to. Yep. Definitely yeah. want to check that out. All right, we went long, guys, but I think we we talked about a plethora of stuff, and I think we did a great job with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I I loved hearing your experiences uh, about this trip, man. It's uh, I can't get over that the edge experience, man. I'm like so jealous you got that interaction. That just sounds awesome, and I I I guarantee you haven't like you've just been thinking about that like every single day, right? I mean, yeah, like oh, yeah. I I would have literally thought about that. Like I, I would never be able to get over that. Yeah, you know, um, you could call it marking out, you could call it whatever you want to call it, but uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really cool that I got that that interaction with them and just seeing how awesome they were, you know. And even like I said, even telling the story on the show, I can't help but smile, man. It was it was a really cool moment. Yeah, yeah, for it's it sounds like it. So I'm glad you had a great time. And uh, yeah, man, WWE right now is a hot it's product hot, at the hot. moment. I'm, I'm, it's gonna be an awesome road to Mania. All right, Ryan, take it away. Give me your plugs in. All right, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Definitely give that a follow if you haven't already. Leo. Losradio.com. That's it, that's it huh? <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. You can follow me at Rated R since 87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure to download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy, Apple Podcasts, Sooner, Mesclap, App, Lotusradio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Also, give a follow to Wrestling Wind Down, you know, everywhere. Also, that's my yeah. friend Lo, Aridian at Rest Friends. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, Casey, the best cosplayer in the business today at Over the Moon. So follow them everywhere. 
They're my friends. They're amazing. Great people. Um, I don't have the outro, so this is what we're going to do differently. For the old man, Leo. Yeah. For our double Ryan Radar, yeah. I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time. Ooh. Keep it Radar. Stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night, Ben.